0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Moms That Say Fuck, hosted by yours truly, Alana Kapitz and Dr. Dina Kulik. I'm Alana, the CEO and founder of Moms Toronto. We're on a mission to bring moms together
1: and give them a great day, revolutionizing maternity leave. And I'm Dr. Dina Kulik, I'm a pediatrician and pediatric emergency medicine doctor. I provide no-nonsense child health advice, dispelling myths, and empowering parents to parent confidently and raise your healthiest kids. Together, we have six kids under eight. We are eager to chat with other moms, entrepreneurs, and interesting people about everything from sex to alcohol, sleep woes, and body shaming. We aren't afraid to talk about taboo topics or share our many opinions. We say it like it is and want to get to the heart of the issues facing moms and caregivers everywhere. Come join us. (laughs)
0: All right. Hello, mommies and daddies and friends of all ages. We are so excited. We have an amazing guest here tonight. We have Lauren Ha, the CEO of uh, Zucasa. Lauren is a seasoned entrepreneur. This woman started a college pro painting company when she was 18 years old and has done a series of unbelievable startups since Um, and now is a, a boss mom, a mom boss, something like that. So Lauren, welcome. Yay, Thank you, Lauren! Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's so <very> embarrassed <laughs> right now. She's bright red, and she's like, "Please stop talking! Please stop talking!" Just I feel like we're so wine. used to
1: like talking about our businesses and our kids and our families, whatever. And you're like, "I don't want to talk about it." <laughs> it's a yes. It's a sore spot. I'm Why
2: sorry. is it a sore spot? I don't. It's just uh, I. I want to put my head into the sand. And really? Just, yeah. In life, is that like your personality? In <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm okay. Really uncomfortable. Every time I talk to Lana, it's begrudgingly. She's like, oh my god, she you're doesn't want me to talk, talk to you. you. Like, hey, and coming hey, on the podcast to talk get on this stage no, in front of a hundred people, I really can't.
0: You do so good, Lauren. <laughs> oh, please, no. your story resonates with people. I find you very compelling. That's why I wanted you on the show.
2: I think the the truth is, I'm uncomfortable in this 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 tech entrepreneur. I'm uncomfortable with the word entrepreneur because the things yeah. I've done in the past, I feel where I've felt success have actually been more franchise models. Where it's here, it's a model. Follow it. Execute it really well, mm-hmm. and then you're great. And that I've done that well, and I'm I'm really uncomfortable being an quote entrepreneur um, because you just start big franchises. I've well no no no, <laughs> I've been a franchisee not start a big franchise it's very God, very, very it. different oh, I so i've been it, a I successful franchisee in the past and yes. i've had partners um and we've been successful in businesses outside of that but only ever in a partnership role got it. so being really the sole person responsible for everything at zucassa right now yeah. is um uncomfortable yeah
0: are you the sole person responsible for everything at zucassa it Zucasa? feels that way
2: my my team is great my senior uh-huh. uh, my senior team are I couldn't do anything without them. Uh, I've got a couple of investors who I call regularly and they're amazing. And my partners, who, uh, James and Alyssa, who run Rate Hub and Canwise Financial, are amazing people and amazing partners. So there's a lot of support. But at the end of the day, it stops with you. It stops with me. Yeah, and it stops with you too, right? Oh, yeah. And it stops yeah. with me. Yeah. 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 No, it
1: really stops with me. Yeah. Like I have like employees. Yeah. Right. I don't have anyone running my business besides me. Right. And like Andrew helps a bit, but no. Same with you, Laura. Same with you, yeah, Andrew's my husband. Okay, yeah. he's usually here. He's usually Julian. Ah, yes. or Julian's Andrew and Andrew's Julian. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, someone here is running stuff. It's Julian it's, tonight, guys. Yeah, it's it's Julian. Know. Julian's back. <laughs> hey, Julian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Andrew's my husband. And he's um he's involved in the business, but uh, yeah, it's my business. So
2: now, what is
0: Zucasa? Lauren, what the fuck is Zucasa? Isn't that a question?
2: (laughs) Um, So we are a tech-enabled brokerage, which essentially means that we provide information about real estate online to our users, and then a portion of those become real estate clients in a very traditional real estate sense. So I've got 50 agents across Southern Ontario who sell real estate. Um, Because we provide the leads, we actually have the ability to hire really really great agents because we're not a discount model we can keep really great agents you know we're not we only hire experienced agents and yeah so our, our I've got a, i don't even know now we're probably up to 10 of our agents are in the top 1% of Toronto realtors if they're wow. just we've got a really incredible team but it's just hard trying to figure out what is this model in a landscape that is changing at a really scary and rapid rate and even though we're one of the people, you know, one of the companies that are making changes every day yeah. to the industry. It's still, it's, it's fast and it's scary. And I think where um, where my fear and this this uncomfort uh, comes from, yeah. or this discomfort, sorry, comes from just not knowing the right answer. So when I've done franchise models in the past, or in other businesses where we've essentially copied models that have worked in other countries and made them work here in Canada. Mm you're following a model and it's, you know, do a B and C do it really well and it will lead to success with this one. It's more here. This industry is changing every day and Oh, here, take this asset that Rogers didn't want anymore and is losing millions or tens of millions of dollars a year and fix it. And that's, uh, but you've done it. Mm -hmm. We've done it. Mm -hmm. We, we had a small profit last year, which is, I guess, unheard of in tech. Uh, but we just continue to reinvest it and, and, Not know nobody knows where the industry is going. So Keller Williams, the biggest real estate company in the world, is Gary Keller is back in the helm trying to lead that company through this change. Yeah. Well, what is changing? What's the changing landscape? Well, it's really just the the access to information is now expected from users, clients, and there's. There's just fear because it used to be that the only way that people connected with realtors was you're either knocking on doors. It's really just a contact sport. So your sphere of influence, the people that you're talking to all right. the time. And face-to-face. Face-to-face yeah. and that and that you would have a client for life in that referral. But today people are going online and they're they're hungry for information and there doesn't seem to be a real sense of loyalty. So it's really important that we bridge this gap between connecting with users online and having a great system to to have them meet with our agents but then giving at the end of the day users actually when they become clients want that trusted advisor still so right. really what we've what we've done and what we continue to try to do is yeah. bridge the gap between the users online who are hungry for information and research and then the clients and the families that actually really just want an amazing advisor and a person that they can trust for this huge financial investment. Right. I've, I've had three houses in three... And what was your um, real
0: estate situation? Like when you have a real estate agent, what do you do? What do you mean? But like do you have the same real estate agent for all of your no, houses? No, no, so
1: I've had actually three different real estate agents. Oh, well, that's yeah. crazy. Do so I, so wow. I, we bought our condo when I entered residency. So mm-hmm. that was 2011. Bought a condo downtown and we used like a family friend basically at that point. And then... Three years later, when I was in my fellowship, we bought a house around the corner from here, but a much smaller house than this. We're like start our starter house, we had a condo, but and we had a first kid here, there, so we had one kid in our one bedroom condo there, and then um, we were like, we need to have more kids, so we wanted more kids, so we bought a house close-ish by, and we used a friend of a friend, basically, mm-hmm. and then we quickly agreed that because then I was, I had my second, and then I had my third. And so about a year ago, we bought this property, and we were talking about it before. Like, what did I do? Did I knock it down? Did I what did, what did I do? The old property was a very, very narrow lot, and we didn't have room to expand it. It was a new wish build when we bought it, two years old or three years old. But it, we were outgrowing it. There wasn't a big family space. There was basically no basement, and I had three kids, two dogs then, and thinking about having a fourth. Anyway, so we bought this lot and with much debate about tear it down, reno it, gut it, expand back, all these different things and, and prices run, all those things, we just knocked it down and built a house that suited us for Ever. the then four kids and two dogs. Um, and and lived, while we were building this place, lived mm-hmm. in like three different rental properties over the 18 months or so that it took. It was such a pain in the ass. Uh, we bought the property, mm-hmm. went to make a com- committee of adjustments to like say, okay, we want to reno it. They rejected us for no apparent reason. I still have no idea why they rejected us. That set us back 10 months because we had to go to the Ontario municipal board and $60,000 later of legal fees and rental costs and all this nonsense. And we finally got to start building. And so we built in 11, in 11 months. It was actually a very, very fast build. But, um, you were asking before, like, did I love my builder? Eh, I mean, everyone has issues with their builders, I think, you know, and, um, we had some issues with him, but anyway, we're in the house and I'm very happy to be here, but yeah, we used a different agent for every house cause they were fine, but I didn't love them. And I was like, let's try something new. Anyway, and then our previous house, we actually sold privately and we actually bought this house privately. So there we go. had someone that was like door knocking and, you know, do you mm. want to sell your house? Do you want to sell your house? And someone was like, yeah, sure. Um, it happened to be across from a park
2: in a beautiful street. Sick, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was,
1: it parked up really nicely. And we have two dogs, so like we're across the dog it's park. Amazing. And it's it I love really well. this property. It's been really great. But um, And it's really nice to build your own place and build what you want. And I have very few regrets about it, actually. It's pretty, when you once you build, you're like, oh, I wish I had done Bah, this little thing, whatever. Mm. There's like stupid little things on the list that I should have done. But anyway, by and large, I'm really happy. And right. I love
0: real estate. Like I honestly, Lauren, I thought I should have been an agent like you 10 years ago. Like someone so you, someone talked me I out of you it. An I'll agent, tell you what happened. So I bought my you. first condo 10 years ago. Into it? <laughs> 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 honestly, I'm such a side hustler. I'm like, I want to be a flight attendant. Okay. <laughs> I want to be a flight. I want a travel agent. <laughs> you and I also want be be to be, be a travel agent and I want to be a real estate agent. I think those are like careers I should, I missed on. But someone talked me out of it. Why? My real estate agent, 10 years ago, when I bought my first condo, she talked knew you were going me to be fucking flipping. the out of it.
1: She
3: because talked me out of it.
0: What'd she say? She was like, you don't want to be in this. You'll never have a life. I was like, fuck you. I should have listened. She was a cunt. I shouldn't have used her in the first
1: place. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure it is a hard life. Like you're schlepping all over the place. All terrible. All over
0: the it? city. Do you have any real, are you a real estate hours. agent? Is that
2: your background? I sold for a couple of years. Did yeah. you? Okay. But- uh, I don't want to dive too far back, but there's two things I need to comment on. One, each one of your agents is regretting it because you've been—you would have been an amazing client the last seven years, just continuing yeah. yeah. to jump homes. yeah So, no, I'm good. Their for loss. Now. <laughs> <I'm> good um, <laughs> I have the, no uh, plans to jump again. And also, did you say 2011? You were starting residency, so seven yeah. years ago. That's—it's been an amazing seven years. Is that right? 2011? Mm. Am I right? 2011. Am yeah. so, I right? I'm so—I can't even speak right now. I've been off. 14, 17. She's a fucking go-getter. This is insane. No, seven. no, no Dr. I'm
1: Dr. I'm, totally, I'm totally wrong. 2007, 2011, I did my residency. 2011, 2014, I did my fellowship. And okay. I've been staff since then. Sorry. No, I, don't I'm apologize. 18. I was just
2: trying to do some math, and I was blown. At 2011. Yeah. No, you should I you still be completely, completely blown no, away. I She's a remarkable human. So, I'm still <laughs> completely blown away, but from the friends that are in, in medicine, I was like, how? what yeah sorry <laughs> with four it, it, kids I started 18 moves 2007. And at building a house yeah, 2007.
1: yeah no I did a million things in a, in a very short period of time that's that's legit but I wasn't yes. as fast as what I just said
3: yeah still
2: uh yeah very incredible and then Alana will absolutely take the real estate career offline because I uh would love for you to jump in but it is a terrible I terrible lifestyle. Kill I wouldn't why? Why? Why?
1: I mean it's terrible because you're schlepping everywhere and
2: you're dealing with difficult people it's, it's, and it's, it's shitty hours all of the above, yes. yes. So yeah. what's interesting is that every time I'm recruiting agents and I'm talking to people, thinking about getting into it, and they say, I just I love houses. Okay, cool. Um, and I just, I love <laughs> okay, people. <cool.
3: laughs> it, it just It's not about that, yes, right? Yeah.
2: So you're, an, you're a financial advisor and negotiator. If you're a good agent, you're a financial advisor and negotiator and a problem solver, but right. um, I digress, but the... Um, the reason it's terrible is, yeah, when you say, oh, I, I love people. And I say, well, the fastest way to hate people is to yeah. <laughs> start real estate. Yes. um, But so many people say they want the flexibility of hours. And I yeah. I just laugh because I, I think, you know, right now you have a job and you get to go there. Nine to five, or whatever it is that your job and is, then go home. It's and then you go home and you're off, right. um, or and you, it's predictable and and it's contained. Yeah. So the reality, of real, I I wouldn't sell real estate anymore. I just I did it for a couple of years. Yeah. I did it before we bought Suchasa. Um Going on a tangent, essentially, when we started prior to starting Raid Hub, we owned a mortgage brokerage that we took across the country. So it started in Calgary, we brought it to Toronto, and, right. and then took it nationally, and that was going really well. Uh, my partners, we invested in a, a good friend of mine from university who was starting a company who wanted to essentially be our our online lead provider. So as the at the mortgage brokerage, we essentially funded her startup to try to create a new lead flow. She started RateHub and it's uh, become quite successful. And so in that time we said, oh, we're doing this really well online and offline in mortgages. What's another industry that's essentially overrun by high school dropouts, who it doesn't, it's really low barrier to entry mm-hmm. that we can do the same thing we've done in mortgages and go and be really successful. And we're like, oh, real estate, awesome. So <laughs> I jumped into real estate, got my license, started selling. So I sold for a couple of years. I was in the top percent of uh, Toronto Realtors in the first like 10 months. It It isn't that difficult, but the hour, like, it's a grind. Right. Um, but it's, it was where I was comfortable. Follow a simple formula and just be better at it and you'll be successful. Okay. Um, so, I jumped into that. And then it was just really serendipitous timing that after about two, two and a half years of yeah. doing that, Zucassa came up for sale.
0: You're like, I'll buy that. And we're like, yeah, let's- cash or credit. <laughs>
2: yeah. And then let's everybody, <laughs> everybody essentially in my industry, so in real estate, were, yeah. was like, who's Lauren Ha? There was actually like, I was in Canadian Business, the Rogers publication, and there was an article called, Who's Lauren Ha? Like, hmm. people are no idea who is this person that bought. Zucasa, mm-hmm. uh, but obviously it was has the background in in Rate hub and what we had done at True North, and that wasn't public for anybody because I right. was kind of behind the scenes on those. So um, she was trying to figure it out, I guess. Well, it's amazing because
0: what you were able to do is basically merge two industries, which is basically take a real estate model. And a tech startup and, and, and combine this amazing we're, thing. We're, so. just, we're,
2: we're still three years in. So I don't feel like early when days. we talk about it in this past tense of you did this, <laughs> it's very much uh, a work in progress. Three That's, years, I think, eh? where I get comfortable uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, three, coming up on, yeah, three and a half.
0: So we were just talking about this before, but we we're talking about like this idea of feeling like a fake.
2: Mm, totally, like us talk about it. Isn't it imposter syndrome? There's a term. Totally, for it. I mean that's 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 medicine.
1: That's medicine in a, in a nutshell. You, like <laughs> you go through medical school and you know nothing, but people think you're smart. suddenly cause you have this whole doctor thing after your name or the MD, and uh, and you start residency and you really have no idea what you're doing. And every resident will say they do not trust anything they do, and yet you're the one like doing the life-saving <laughs> stuff in the middle of the night when often like there's no other pierced person around you to help the you staff is sleeping and the staff or, is sleeping yeah. yeah and like they're on the phone if they if you need to get them but you're like the person saving the person um <laughs> and you have no idea what you're doing and you're scared shitless and you're exhausted and you're poor and you know there, there's it's really scary and then you get through it and you're like oh i learned a little bit more today i learned a little bit more today when i totally fucked that up i learned a bit more today and then um, you become a staff, and then you definitely feel like you're faking it because people really think you know what you're doing now. Like residents, we know that people know that we're trainees, but then you're a staff, and you really feel like you're full of shit. And then eventually, at one point, you just feel like you're confident. Like I'm, I'm at a place now where I feel like I know what I'm doing, but especially when I started doing primary care and doing like routine like well baby stuff that's actually what i was least confident with because having trained at sick kids i learned all the the, all the zebras kids. like the really the weird acute. and wonderful stuff right and that's the stuff that ends up on our exams too like the weird and wonderful things that like you'll probably never see I uh, you feel quite comfortable with that stuff yeah. um and then you're like well what do you do with a normal two-month-old and you're like
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what are the
1: vaccines you give Mm, mm, that's not what I do every day. I take care of really, really sick children. So, anyways, so you really feel like if you fake, you fake it, um, and then you get comfy. And now I'm comfy. But yeah, the first couple. Days, months, years—you feel like you have no idea what the fuck you're Dina, doing. I have
0: to admit, there was sometimes if there's a hospital setting and I'm in it, and the fellow comes in or a resident, I'm like, yeah. "Get the doctor, yeah, right? You gotta Except, go." You know what, though? you Don't know what? leave right there now. Are,
1: there are lots of things that residents and fellows actually do better than staff. <laughs> like, um, and really, I only really know this I'm from kidding. like this no, I'm end not of, kidding. of it. I actually really true. do send Sometime. them away. And I get that. Like, you know, like a July first, <laughs> you don't want to be sick in an emergency room because a lot of people are like brand newbies. They like Good just graduated. Everybody, write that down.
3: Yeah. Um, July first, not, not
1: having a baby around July first kind of time, especially in Canada, That's that you want to that's avoid the that if you yeah, can. That's right? So funny. Nina. One of my brothers was born on July fourth, and my mom still talks about it, like how scary that wasn't. You know, she has two all the children the that are physicians, and she's like, "Do not get pregnant, you have a baby in July 1st mm-hmm. um, uh, Yeah, there's some things that residents and fellows actually do better. So like they do a lot more procedural stuff than we do. Like we oversee everything. Well, at least in the emergency room, I oversee things. I do little things. I do some procedures, of course, but they are the ones that like sew things up better they execute better they yeah. do more procedures so some things they could actually outperform us for sure but yeah and you feel in syndrome like that fakeness
2: me fake it like you're, yeah you lauren yes i'm asking well you. what's interesting is going back <laughs> going back to selling and, and the thing is at the end of the day that this is nothing like children's lives so again i'm just sitting here and uh, like <laughs> feeling okay. the most humble i get mom's life. drunk
3: for a living so that's okay. Okay. okay cheers thanks. Um, <laughs> most
1: of what I do doesn't actually save lives. Just to be clear, <laughs> yeah,
3: you save my but, life
1: on a regular basis. I don't know. That's really cute. You a lot of what cute. I do, a lot of what I do, is reassurance and not actual medicine.
0: I'm like, Dina, S is puking again. She's like, Is she puking once? Yes. Is she pooing? Yes. Then she's fine. And then the next day, she's puking again. Yes. She's
1: fine. Is she, yes. is she still drinking?
2: Yes. She's still drinking. Yes. Her mouth. You're yes. good. Done. Okay.
1: I was like, Okay. Well, she puked again.
2: So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Same question every day. It's, when it's she doesn't here. stop puking, call me. Yeah, yeah, it's the fear of being the zebra. Yeah, and that's, that's why you're actually, asking. That's a really good yeah. way. Of because when it. you don't know yeah. at all, yeah, um, And you, yeah, you really don't know what's going on. But mm-hmm. in terms of imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. it, I was the same. So my first year in real estate, which is not residency for uh, helping save lives at all, it's okay. But, but you're my to first have year, your first year, my first year selling real estate, <laughs> yeah, um, people making big financial decisions. That I refused huge. to work with friends or family because I didn't know. I didn't want to learn on them. I didn't want to help them make decisions that you know maybe were inappropriate. But then after, it didn't take long, but after eight or 10 months, I just realized given what was out there, I didn't want them working with anybody else and not mm-hmm. from a, "oh, I need the commission, but from an actual, you need good trusted advice right. from a person who understands what a mortgage is. It's shocking how many realtors oh. can't do math, just basic math, not in the the wheelhouse of most right. people. At the time, I, I didn't know what,
0: I did not know what a mortgage was or understand the concept of what a mortgage the was concept, or any yeah. of those numbers until I was a first-time homeowner. And I would say mm-hmm. a lot of young women actually are I remember reading articles that said that women, like single young women were the owners of most condos in the city. Like we yeah, were the people they, buying it.
2: Yeah, young young single women, I, I think I don't know what this out back in twenty twelve yeah. when yes. I was looking at it, uh, it was somewhere in the 60, 65, maybe even seventy percent of um, of home buyers under 30 or 35 were women. Yeah. Uh, because guys are renting more. Yeah, renting more. Not, I mean, if we look at it, probably ties in with education, right? So there's more females graduating from right. you know, post grad experiences mm-hmm. right. and getting good jobs, which are very lendable and I mem- size. And I yeah. remember
0: actually reading stuff about those exact stats. I remember something that really resonated with me was that women weren't waiting for men to buy houses. That's what it was. They weren't waiting to like have a picket fence and to make an investment. They were like saying, I'm going to be a strong independent woman and like mark my own territory and this is my property and I'm owning this.
2: And I do have wonder right. if some of it, I mean, oh God, I could get into some really hot water here. I don't know. But if in your 20s, you know, we we're supposed to, you would know much more about this from the medical background, but are we supposed to have babies when like 14? I mean, our bodies, <laughs> I don't know the best time for I'm our body sure to 14. have a baby, <laughs> yeah. but, it's but it's young. young. It's, it's
1: probably less than 20. So yeah. I don't know if it How is was just, even
2: like a a generation ago or 2 ago when
1: people like my mom had my eldest brother when she was 19 you're you're fertile then i mean there's a reason why girls get periods at eleven, twelve. Um mm-hmm. not that we're meant to have children at twelve, I wouldn't suggest that. Um but yeah, back in the day. But also but well, I mean, think of it now. now we live till we're ninety. Yes. And back in the day we lived till we were forty. Mm-hmm. So people had to have kids at fifteen or mm-hmm. there was no generation coming.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's a, I mean our lives are different now. But um But I do wonder yeah. if the hormones like something about that just safety, security, nesting, that maternal yeah, planning that something kicks makes, in. Yeah, it makes females want to settle. And buy candles, Differently and buy, and buy condoms. Buy candles and, and just yeah. Feel, yeah. Said that Feeling of home. I said condos. I was like, I think buy a condo, <laughs> use a condom. <laughs> use <laughs> a, condom, the a condom. <laughs> yeah. Candles, buy the house, buy the candles. Yeah. <laughs> I, <was like, laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah you get a house, the next condoms, thing is a candle. Mom's to know. say condom <laughs> candles. I'm picturing
1: some chick like with bubbles lying in her bath with some candles lit around her. A little bit of wine. I want that. A little bit of wine. Not married. Hanging out in apartment. Remember
0: condoms? Oh. We're, we're, just, we're, we're
1: bringing back the condoms at our house, actually. Andrew's bought some like, fancy yes. condoms because we're done. the fuck's we're, fancy we're condom, done. Condom, <laughs> so, so funny. I wish Andrew was here. He'd go get so the funny condoms. Yeah. Andrew. I don't even know where they are. He'll be back soon. He'll be back. He's at a meeting. I've but, also um, recently gone back to the condom after more really? than 10 years. So we should go on condoms. So I, I haven't used one yet because it really doesn't excite me to use a condom whatsoever. And he's super ready to have a vasectomy because we have the four kids and I'm feeling done. But I'm not feeling... Surgically 1000% final done. Oh my god. But I'm not wanting another kid, but I feel like it's too final. And I just turned 36. Like, I could have more kids if I wanted to. I hope, maybe. I don't know. I don't want any more kids, but I can't close that door. Um, And I also don't want to get pregnant. And I don't like hormonal stuff. Like, I really hate um, Mm -hmm. the pill. And anyway, hormones make me feel really shitty. As does pregnancy, which is also why I don't want to be pregnant again. Anyway, so Andrew's like, okay, so I guess I'll get condoms. And so he went <laughs> online on Amazon, and he looked at all these whatever fancy condoms, like ribbed and, and uh, yeah. then. Sort of like condoms on
0: Amazon. That's actually a good idea. <laughs> we
1: buy everything on Amazon. We're like obsessed everything. with Amazon. Brand. I know, but condoms? Everything, Who knew? Business and everything. everything. So smart. Everything. I guess so we, we can. bought a box of like a <laughs> sorted pack of different ribbed yeah, try condoms. Now. And I'm like, I wonder if I can actually feel it's different. I bet you, you cannot actually feel that it's different, but. We will try and I will report back. <laughs>
2: okay. I can't I'll wait. <laughs> we went back to it as well because I uh, had a little scare a couple months ago and realized I am not ready yes. to have another one. Okay. I'm seven month Who old. Who was ready when you have a seven month old? No. And
0: your, I, old, and your eldest is like two. two. She just turned two. Right. right. They're like 13
1: months ago. apart. They're quite close, 17, right? Yeah, 17, 17 months, months apart. And yeah. they are, oh, so um, you did last time, like now? Last time at eight, weeks,
2: yeah. eight months, but yeah. we want four, and I started at 31. So it's not. Um, now, I say we want four. I <laughs> wanted four before Clara our second came along, <laughs> and right now, I do not want one anytime soon. You you have I want a bigger month old and a toddler. I want a bigger gap yes yes, yes. That's but bad. in theory, the door did need, you want it, them that close was that on purpose? It was on purpose, but mostly again, just from a if I want to keep the door open for four, yes. so keeping the door open for four meant those first two had to be really yeah. close. yeah yes. four why what's the four it just right? we're both we 're both three mm-hmm. um, and I think we're both so he 's got two younger sisters. And then, so he's kind of the odd man out. Mm. And then, although they're really, the three of them are really close. And then I have two younger sisters, and they're best friends, which um, I get because I was mean. I was the eldest and quite mean growing up, and it so it just sucks. (laughs) Um, But they're best friends, and (laughs) I'm kind of left out. But um, so I don't know. Four just feels like everybody's got a bestie. Yeah, fair. I don't
1: don't know. know.
2: I'm one of four, and none of us are besties. Okay, we. uh... (laughs) I'm one of four. Yeah. Oh my god! And I would say all four it, of us
0: are quite close. Yeah, like, I'm close. I'm actually the bestie with each one of them. They uh, all don't like each other very much right no, now. Okay. Sorry, guys, uh, but they all love. Like I have a good relationship with each one of them.
3: Yeah,
0: and there was a time when all of us got along really, really nicely. But relationships ebbs and flows. My parents say parenting adult children is very difficult. Yeah. That's
1: the thing. that's my old Jewish
0: person my accent. mom wants us
1: all be best friends like she's always wanted us to be best friends so we're so when i was growing up i have three brothers i'm the only girl and i'm the third and we're all five years apart so growing up and oh. we weren't besties at all we lived in different worlds really like we weren't in high school the same time university the same time we lived like totally different yeah. lives. and you and were all i
2: mean preschool i mean you were all before I
1: kindergarten home alone yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, like my eldest brother babysat us. Like it was, yeah. So my eldest and my youngest are 15 years apart. Like it's a very big difference, right? And some people, you know, they get along well and whatever, even at that age, but like a one-year-old and a 16-year-old, not in the same universe. So when I was growing up, I knew I wanted a big family. I always wanted to be a mom. But in my head, the reason why we weren't besties was because we were far apart in age. Um, So I was like, I'm going to have kids back to back to back and I'm going to do every two years. And um, the fastest I was able to do it was this like two a little bit less than two years, a little bit more than two years gap because I historically haven't gone pregnant when I'm breastfeeding, so I stop breastfeeding, get pregnant. Stop breastfeeding, mm-hmm. get pregnant. So um yeah, but uh, I hope they're besties. I don't know, we'll see. I'm not sure that it's four that makes a big difference. I mean I think it's no, personality no. and stuff too. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm working so hard,
0: I'm like I'll- you Essa to is be fourteen besties. weeks old. I'm like, Elias, this is your best friend. You take care Whatever. of her. You love her. You, you love, love her. her. This is. I'm like, Essa, she's 14, This is your best friend. Yeah. And Elias is like, oh, she's so cute. Like he's like into it. Thank God. And I'm like, I'm doing everything right. Yeah. They are yeah. going to be best because <laughs> they love each other now. actually, grave. my
1: boys, my boys are besties. Like they adore each other. But who knows? In Ten years. Who knows what will happen? Bug. But hopefully
2: they'll be there. And, and they're other. not even yeah.
1: pairing up. Like my kids are just all besties together. They they, they love each so other. Sweet. They adore each other, which is amazing. And I hope they're always that way. We'll see.
0: So who are, So let's say your children have two kids. What are their names again?
2: Madeline and Clara.
0: And Clara. And they're yeah. 17 months apart. Just And you're seven yeah. months postpartum. Yes. And you're back to work.
2: Oh, Kind yes. of. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I've been back to work since about three weeks, which is
1: totally insane. Yeah, I did so two weeks. Dr. I was seeing patients within two weeks. I, and Austin yeah. comes with me. He did come with me, and he still comes with yeah. me. Oh, right. So at two weeks, my husband took... What well, was supposed to be three months off it ended up being three weeks because he we had a new job and he was like, I should take this job. And I was like, What the fuck? This wasn't the plan. Anyway, but was it was it, yeah. yeah, It's like, you were supposed to stay here and work from home in this other job. Anyway, um, yeah, I went back to work at two weeks and I started seeing patients. Yeah, it was pretty much full time. Like I was doing, well, five hours in a row and mm-hmm. breastfeeding kind of in between. And within another week, I went back to seven hour days. And breastfeeding in between. Yeah. And Austin yeah. still comes with me to the office, and mm-hmm. I still breastfeed him once or twice when he's there. And he just bring a caregiver. And naps in the afternoon in my office. Um, yeah, I bring a caregiver. So actually, really, really cool, interesting Matt leave story. <clears throat> Different, very... Um, what uh, mat leave? This is just your life. Go. Yeah, it's my life, I guess. But <laughs> it's very modern. When uh, Austin was born, Andrew joined me in the office. My office became a nursery, so we had a, a pack and play and... Um, swing and stuff, all set up mm-hmm. for him, and I go back and forth and, and feed him. My previous caregiver that went to school for medical reception kind of training um, contacted me after Cake Crew opened and was like. Um, I got my degree. Uh, are you hiring more people like Kid Crew? And I was like, well, actually, I'm like seven months pregnant. So yeah, I'm totally hiring someone. But what do you think about sort of kind of being a nanny Both. to him, but also kind of working for us? And she was like, I love that. That's the best job ever. Like, that's exactly what I want to do. So once Andrew went to this new job that he's now currently working in, um, Lori joined us in the office. and. Uh, for a long time, she would like hang out when he was napping and do work, like do filing and call patients for appointments and whatever. Amazing. And then she takes him for a walk or takes him to a play date or takes him to music class. That's so smart. <laughs> that is so smart. It's amazing. So so, so I have smart. a caregiver slash staff and she's amazing. And, and then you pop out my breastfeed. son adores her and I pop out and breastfeed and like put him down for a nap and sometimes have lunch with him and sometimes I run home here where we host a, uh, a music class once a week and he goes to two or three other music classes a week. And yeah. so it's, it's a very like novel kind of matly, but I see him every single day. My staff pick turns, take turns about who's going to have lunch with Austin. Like mm-hmm. he's like our mascot; people love <laughs> seeing him. He adores it. It's amazing. It's and so then far so you going to continue that, or is he going to? Yeah, I mean, I didn't think he would last this long. He's almost seventeen months. I never thought he would last this long, but he loves it. And yeah. He naps amazing. Like today, he had a ninety minute nap at home and a ninety minute nap at the office. Amazing. Kids are getting needles in the room. Like he shares a wall with a, a, in a like an exam room. <laughs> kids are screaming, getting flu shots, rubbing up and down the hallway. Our physiotherapist is like having kids jump like hopscotch in the hallway. He's like the best sleeper, he just figures it out. He's totally fine. Like, literally, kids are screaming and running down the hallway, and he's sleeping through it. So, no, I mean, as long as it lasts, it's working for me. My staff love it, they get really sad if he doesn't want And it's he, also, I mean,
2: it's a pediatric clinic, right? So, there's kids totally. everywhere. It's totally, a, and he's totally not running okay. up in the hallway, he's nothing. He's <laughs> fine, <laughs> they sleep. It's fine. That's the other thing that like, you realize they sleep so much. So, going back at three weeks. I mean, hormonally, I don't know that I was ready because I was leaving her at home, which is—that's uh, a big difference. It's really hard. Yeah. With um, my previous, I went
1: back to work, leaving him at home at six weeks, yeah, and I was gone full day, and I was pumping two or three day yeah, three two yeah. or three times. Uh, I, that was hard. I didn't—I didn't want to see the other worst. people's it's the baseline babies.
2: of your life. Just like, I didn't really want to be seeing sh- other people's babies sh- when sh- I wasn't with my own sh- baby. That didn't feel great.
0: Yes. Yeah. Post-traumatic stress disorder from that noise. Yep. <clears throat> I know. <clears throat> oh my god. And the problem so
2: it'll be <clears throat> in the background. Uh, so Alyssa and I had our first at the same time, and. Uh, yeah, you just, you hear it in the background of so many calls. And, you know, she was, she was actually on a call one time with a um, I I don't know, I think it was either an investment meeting or something. And someone's like, is, are, are, I called her out on it. I said, are you pumping? Or something, like, something I like, what is that noise? And she was just like, oh, she was just like, continue on, continue on. And then finally, Either she admitted or someone called out, on pumping. He's like, I knew I recognized that sound. Right. Like, everybody knows You think that. a woman to woman, a mom to mom, you'd be like, totally, I'm pumping damn straight. But this wasn't with me. This was with a male, oh. like a male potential investor. Oh, yeah, this has happened kick. to me many, many times. Yeah, just, yeah. What's, what's I would pump around? in the middle of this other person's
1: office before I opened Kid Crew mm-hmm. in an exam room. I'd be like, so my next, my next patient come into this room, I'm pumping, and patients be sharing a wall, and they knew it was pumping. Like, it's so freaking loud. I come out and be like, you know, fixing my bra. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I'm just so used to it now. I've talked so much about just pumping it in is public. It is. And,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah
1: it is what it is, and yes. it and it
2: needs to happen if you're going to be going back to work like totally. this. So yeah.
1: yeah, I didn't I didn't want my supply to go down, and I mm. needed to get breast milk. I mean, it was. This sucks. I hate pumping. I've pumped many thousands of hours of my life. I'm sure. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I've done. I I kind of cut it at this point, but yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot, but it's so, so vital. you couldn't manage taking your daughter with you, or do you so work sometimes from home a bit? It was uh, yeah. So right now I'm, I'm only really three and a half. Days a week right now, uh, so it's full days. But it's I don't go on Fridays, and I'm kind of like a half day Wednesday. But my problem this time going back at the three week mark was I was trying to kind of balance this, and I was trying to do some half days, but I ended up just doing a lot of half days, which essentially meant I got up, but you're preoccupied the whole time, so you're right. home with Clara for a bit, but then you know you're going, so you're kind of trying to get ready, and you're just mentally and sort of really realized it's like if you're going to take a mat day in quotes. You've got to just be off, but right. it's kind of impossible. Like we're up to seventy people now. I just I don't. So I've got twenty five. Yes, yeah, so right now it'd be about twenty five on payroll, and then I think we're getting pretty close to fifty agents. So they're independent contractors, but they're as needy as a client would be, and then um, and then twenty five people in the office. So I, I I can't not go. Right I I, I don't yeah, have I that. How many employees already. do you have? I have uh, fourteen
1: employees, but I have. I think it's 64 people that work for me now. Doctors. Yeah. Doctors and uh, health people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys would have so much in common. Right
0: it. I have 12 volunteers who work for me. I have no. One I to feel like pay you're doing rules. it better. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, you're doing is- it better. <laughs>
1: That's like the better
0: model. Oh I would like to not pay anybody. Oh, please. Alas. It's going to have to change, but. So, and doing so, and those business models, what's like your rules? My
2: rules? Yeah. My rules about what? I
0: don't know. How you run your business. What's like, what, oh, what's near God. and dear to your heart? I don't know. What makes the so, cast a great place to work? What makes you a good boss?
2: Oh God. You know this is uncomfortable. Okay, sorry. But, um, we don't talk about this. I, Forget I, it. Scratch the question. Let's no, no, <laughs> <fine. laughs> move on. I do. There are a couple of things. And when you say rules, that's easier than yeah. uh, saying, like, what are you great at? But my yeah. my rules about people yeah. and is really sure. hire people that are a million times better than you at what they do and like then it. just trust them. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the time, the capacity, or frankly, the expertise in anything to really give advice or be like, especially at a startup, you're the scrappy, like uh, I don't have the resources. We've got a one of one of basically every role. So they've got to come in and make do with resources and, and figure it out. So come in. We usually hire somebody when we're long past needing them and when there's a definite need, but we can't define how to do the role. So you, know, you, you hobble together a job description, but really job description is, hey, we need to get into some paid marketing. So do it mm-hmm. and then figure out and they'll say, oh, what, where? And you know, they're people. So it doesn't work if somebody needs... A description and a somebody to answer every question and so and and the good thing with that is the people that we retain are amazing because they just do yeah the people that just figure shit out mm-hmm. they just figure shit out Yeah, they don't need
1: like a point by point no and if they, they you know if they
2: need to learn things they can go to a meetup or they Google it or they call people or they you know yeah. they they're resourceful right. um they yeah they figure it out um that's a good rule the I people like that it. doesn't the people that don't work out and the people that just don't. Get that and mm-hmm. need a lot hand of attention holding. or hand holding or yep. um, structure, you right. know, these things. Um, what would be some other rules? And then I think another rule generally should just be be on the far side of fair. So you come up as employers at the situations all the time where you know, like, This isn't fair to me, right? This is like something's happening. I'm I'm giving a bit too much here, and it it happens a lot in real estate. It happens with clients. It happens with our agents. It happens with employees. All Mm -hmm. and so as long as you're always on the far side of fair, meaning don't get walked all over, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: but definitely just establish take both points of view, decide what should happen, and if you know if an adjudicator or sorry an an arbiter was going to come in, like what would we think it would be, Mm -hmm. and then be take the high road, be a little bit on the other side of that, and you should come out better in the end because it'll get remembered and you earn trust and you just feel better about that going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. I'm Did all
3: some.
1: about hiring people that have common sense. I oh think God, your experience yes. totally doesn't matter very much. Like I, I've, I've interviewed people before that have tons of experience as medical receptionists, but the problem is... Sometimes, what that is, they're like really set in their ways and they have a way that things are done. Bad habits. But in a big group, you need to be flexible and dependable and, you know, um, a good communicator. And you need to have common sense because shit goes wrong all the time and people ask questions all the time that you, that you may not know the answer to, or random shit will happen. Like, you know, we had a flood a couple of years ago. Oh my God, this is so terrible. So it's actually about a year ago. We've only been in the space for two years, two and a, two and a bit years. Um, a pipe, uh, burst it didn't just leak, but burst. Well, it was really cold. And, now and no, it was summer ish time and <laughs> burst. And when I describe it, I described it as like Costa Rica, like flooding from the ceiling, flooding, like crazy. During torrential. the office, hour, like during during during, office hours. Yeah. 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 It was like a 2 PM on a uh, Friday, which is typically very, very busy. And um my staff just sprung into action. People started like it was really pretty impressive to see actually. And like I my rooms were full of people and we have like computers everywhere. And um they one person ran next door to Dollarama, grabbed so they shut off the power with like I think my staff shut off power with like two minutes. Like it was so friggin' fast. Someone ran next door to Dollarama, grabbed flashlights, buckets, um, garbage bags. Everyone's wearing garbage bags, they were putting buckets everywhere, flashlights in every room. We continued to, to operate and of people that came into Kicker that day just thought we lost power. They had no idea there was a... And when I talk flood, no one can see this at home, but like three feet of water, like up to my belly button. We kept on practicing. We didn't close for a single second and people didn't even know what was going on. It was pretty amazing. So you need people that are resourceful and quick thinkers and good yeah. collaborators and mm. good team players, et cetera. But yeah, it's common sense. And I we can this. teach you the rest. We can teach you how to use the yes. electronic medical we record teach and anything. teach you how to bill and yeah. teach you how to be, you know, but you have to be nice to patients and welcoming and that stuff that's innate or fake it till you make it. Otherwise, you're not Your gonna staff
0: last. is great. I love your staff. Yeah, we They all pretty know my kid's well. name. That's a nice thing.
1: That's yeah, nice. And, yes. and I want them to. I want us to all know everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah
2: yeah, mm. I, I would kind of draw the parallel there. I think of it as just when somebody's core competency is just competency. Yes. Yeah. So just, yeah. Just be good. good at what you do mm-hmm. um, or be resourceful to figure it out. Yeah. And that common sense is just, sometimes it's it's shockingly hard to come by. Yes. So mm-hmm. when you find those people, you just grasp. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'll put you in any role. I don't care. Like Exactly, any, you know, any role. You yeah. can do anything because the right person just figures it out. So yes. there's got to be obviously a certain level of intelligence. Um, and then I think transparency and honesty is... Totally, so important, yeah. um, and it takes confidence though to be truly honest in a in an employee situation because you always if if you're if you're fearful or dishonest then you well, know you're, yeah. you're trying to game the system and it just yeah. doesn't work totally
1: yeah my my other rule of thumb is everyone should be able to do everything so I, I, I came I come into this from a medical perspective so. I think an eMERGE doc like me should be able to do every other job that's in the emergency room. I should be able to be like a respiratory therapist and do the nursing jobs and triage people and everyone should be able to do everything. So my receptionists are trained to do all the nursing duties minus the vaccines, mm-hmm. which they're not allowed to do. They can weigh and measure patients and move people around. My nurses can check people in at the front. Everyone can do everything. And that mm-hmm. means that if the shit hits the fan, mm-hmm. we'll figure it out. You'll figure it you out. know, Everyone will, will kind of rally and do what needs to be done. It's interesting because I want, I run basically
0: like a volunteer team. All of my, every single one of my team members is a rock star. They all have full-time complete jobs, just like I do. And they do this as their side hustle and they're completely committed and passionate. And I have a different challenge, which is the fact that because they're unpaid, I have to keep them motivated in other ways. And I'm looking for leadership and dedication. Those are the things I'm looking for. It's like for, you're, free. for free, for free. Like, yes. But it's, I wouldn't even call it, like, I started this as like a totally organic, you know, movement, if you will. So the fact that it's pivoted a little bit to be more of an corporation is I'm not there yet yet with like my, my internal team. We're just not there yet. Even though the books are there um, and the presence is there, we're growing like rapidly. Um, we still operate like a startup and we really operate like, yeah, startup. Just start, I mean, we operate like a, like a grassroots organization. Um, so as soon as there's money to be paid, they are all the first to be paid. I can guarantee you that. And I think in some degree I, I would like to pay myself last, even though I know that's not the best practice. Um, and that takes us into my next question, which is like, you're a woman in the startup sector. And I don't, mm-hmm. I know you don't love talking about this, but like you're in the tech industry. There's not a ton of women in the tech industry. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before. I think, you know, the fact that because you're a woman in the tech industry, you're given the platform quite often to talk and to mm-hmm. speak about mm-hmm. whatever it is you're going to talk Always about right in bedtime. Right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Can you just come and speak to a room full of women at bedtime? At uh, I, know. <laughs> I don't understand this. I know. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's funny. It's hard. That's a hard one. I'm, yeah. and, you know, could I speak to that for a second? Yes. As somebody yeah. who runs events for women at bedtime. At bedtime, yes. <laughs> it's hard because we. I'd love to do something that starts at eight o'clock, but no one's going to show up at eight o'clock. You it's tough. I mean?
2: Like it's tough because it, as much as I'm, I'm judgmental because I can come. I've got the privilege or whatever. It's important. in Riverdale, so I can, I can go home. Mm-hmm. You know, my office at Front Sherburne. I live in Riverdale. Mm-hmm. I can. Pop home and then pop it back downtown for an event where they know a lot of people attending the events are commuting on the go train. They're living in Oakville or Pickering or, gosh, these days Barry, like Mm -hmm. people are commuting so far. So I would think one of the biggest attractors to people coming back after is more distance. You don't think people would want eight p.m. or something seven thirty
1: if we don't do if
0: we don't do an event between six and seven?
1: Basically, people our evening events are coming right from work.
0: Um, so moms are just deciding to forego bedtime that night. I I find. I, I mean, would people think that from- some people would want to put their kids yeah. to bed and then come to the event. Yeah, they could do that. I mean, we've never done an event that starts at eight o'clock. That's content focused. We've done some or like breakfast or lunch. Yeah. We do a lot of lunches. Lunches yeah. are like oh, my okay. core business. But that works yeah. for people that are matly and, and that not people out. that are yeah. not. Yeah. So right. that's, yeah. that's exactly. A, we, have group, we have different, verticals for different, for yeah. different mommies. Um, and I think that's interesting and it's a challenge. This woman who is a businesswoman who is in the tech world also in my day job, um, mm-hmm. I find it exhausting to do. We do like in my day job at Tech Toronto, we do like 80 events, up. 80 yeah. events a month. I just spoke to my my junior today who told me she's doing seven events this month and she doesn't have kids and she's 25 and she's exhausted. So imagine, I don't know what I'm going to do if I have to go back, but or want I go back. Um, really? Is that a slip? <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're not going to listen. They're too busy running startups. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's a serious challenge, you know, to try to find the time, especially mm-hmm. when that's part of your career, so... Um,
2: yeah, I think, yeah. He, so, I mean, L- I think let's talk about being
0: around, a woman in tech,
2: I think. So again, I, I kind of put an asterisk on in tech just because I, I feel like I'm in a uh, service-based industry and I, I'm not technical. I mean, I'm barely technical. So, um, I, I, I'm a total imposter, but I also, because we, I acquired Zucasa, raised on it, got pregnant within a number of months. Um, I haven't really been in the scene. Mm-hmm. You know, I've spoken at, FinTechTO and, and TechTO, but I I haven't attended them. And through RateHub, I mean, Alyssa was doing that whole, like she was doing the circuit in her 20s um, back when we were kind of getting it started. And, and But I'm not in it anymore, probably yeah. much to my uh, demise. I think I should be in it from a recruiting standpoint or from a raising standpoint, but we're a service business. So thankfully we did one good raise at the beginning and now we make money, so we don't mm. need to. You're not in product. I don't need to keep right. raising. Now that being said, I'm maybe looking back. I should, in this industry, be raising tens of millions of dollars to try and fight the big dogs. But I just, I can't, I can't right. do that right now, um, or I choose not to. So I don't. I very often don't feel like I am in tech, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. When we we're doing the raise, uh, the initial raise, it didn't come up. I mean, lots of people talk about raising being difficult when you're a woman, but. I, at least in Toronto I didn't experience that in any way shape or form. Yeah. You're lucky. But I actually have friends that have tried
1: to raise money in again tech world stuff but in Toronto as women one of which um had had has a v- amazing um business and model that it's not raising enough. And so she's now like, what do I do? Do I sell it? What do I do? And there was a lot of interest in it. And then uh, there was a bunch of angels that wanted to invest. By the way, maybe we should go back and explain what we're talking about. We'll come back to that in a second. Like, what are we talking about? What are angels? What is raising? Whatever. Mm -hmm. But anyway, but she had a bunch of angels that were wanting to invest in her business. And then she went to... Some big, big meeting where there's a bunch of people and whatever, and she was like seven months pregnant or something, mm-hmm. and a bunch of people that had had interest by email, by calls, whatever, they all pulled. And she's sure it's because she was pregnant, and people, she thinks, people thought that she was not gonna be as successful with a business because she was gonna suddenly have three kids at home, et cetera. Yeah. It's I, hard,
2: It's hard, but it's also, it, it's tough. And I feel like I'm only quote allowed to say this right now. I mean, I'm not pregnant. Um, I don't want to say thank God, but, um, <laughs> no, I don't want to be right now. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't know that I've been the best person like for women's kind of raise rights, whatever. Um, in the past couple of years, I got pregnant, uh, we closed the raise. I got pregnant right away. And in the last two, like, Almost come, going on three years, I've either been pregnant or breastfeeding, trying to run this business and essentially run it kind of on this part-time mat leave. Like I essentially took three months off over twelve last year, and I'm doing the same this year. So this is the dream. This is like people's dream. It is, an, but business, it's not my investor's build build dream, the right? The, like the investor's dream is for you to put your head down and grind. It's yes. mm-hmm. Not for them to be paying your salary for you to be working three and a half days a week. Like right. that's it's. Not, Lauren, when you work those three and a half business. days a week, like you're working
0: like a fucking dog
2: it's it and there's imposter syndrome though right. it's, it's I'm I'm the hardest on myself and I was actually driving yeah. home tonight and talking to my big so our investors our lead investors global Live uh, technology and they've been like I'm doing shout out cuz they're amazing and Bryce who does like really leads those rounds and like he is amazing so they're the guys who started and then sold wind for a billion and a half like they're an incredible wind team wind mobile yeah. yeah which now freedom but right. so they sold it um they sold it and then started this Essentially, fund, and they have been absolutely incredible. And it was actually on the drive home today. Like we have our challenges, and, and I'm so open with Bryce. And I was driving home talking to him about the hormonal roller coaster I've been on. Like, who, how can you do that with a you know somebody who's male and he doesn't have kids, right? Yeah. So, like, you, you, he would be look on him look at him on paper and say, okay, here's somebody who's hugely successful, doesn't have kids, invest predominantly in males. But because like mostly males pitch, right, right. So it's yeah. um. Right. So,
1: so let, let's take this back for two seconds for the moms or dads or whoever mm-hmm. that are listening that don't have any idea what we're talking about life. that are mm-hmm. on the entrepreneur world or mm-hmm. um, pitching, what's whatever. a raise, Lauren? What's what a is raise? a raise? What do we? What is this
2: pitch thing we're talking about? What give are we a, talking give about? Give
1: us startup
3: one hundred and one yeah. <laughs> in
1: one
2: minute. Go. Startup one hundred and one. Oh goodness. <laughs> well, I feel like so if you have a business idea now, as mm-hmm. in the modern, the last five to twenty years, yes. Instead of actually going out and trying it and trying to make money. On day one. Instead, you go out and try and find investors who will pay for you to experiment. Build, to experiment essentially. Yeah. So to experiment. this is yeah you, yeah, you could do this way better than I could. I, could. I mean I to hear once. you. Go. So essentially to experiment, <laughs> um, hire a bunch of people and instead of trying to, you know, do some market testing with one little business model, it's more like great, go out and pre-revenue, mm-hmm. spend millions of dollars on employees and technology and Rent and really cool offices mm-hmm. and little research and research and all this yeah. stuff, and then at the and really it's at the kind of hope and chance of a billion dollar company in the future. You know, so it's all these hockey stick, um, so all these all these projections that are we'll make one dollar this year and then a thousand dollars next year and then ten million dollars next year and a billion dollars in year four. Essentially, you're going out and you're you're trying to say that I've got this idea and if yeah. I just hire fifty engineers and build this platform, then I'm going to have. Every single person in Canada coming to it. Right. Um, so essentially, it's you You try and you're essentially trying out your business model with other people's money. Um, it's a funny way to build a business, though, having built other ones in the past more on the bootstrap. Like if we've only ever bootstrapped before. What does bootstrap mean? Um, so just self funding. So right. either you you do fund the, you fund the initial part by yourself mm-hmm. um, and then you use clients to fund your company, a.k.a. you have a service or a product that, that you sell, that you sell mm-hmm. and then you reinvest any profits into hiring that first engineer and then the second. As opposed to today, going out and trying to raise as much money as possible to then hire 50 engineers to immediately scale a business model. So it's kind of like come up with a model and then build it out as large as possible as quickly as possible um, so it's yeah it's it's part, all part of the syndrome. game is
1: to beat other companies that are trying to do the same
3: thing as, quickly exactly. as they it's can all so land the
1: more the more you raise the more funding you have the more you
2: can hit the ground running build it quickly big better than everyone else can do it exactly so you get the biggest beat the competition, megabomb, beat the competition to consumers essentially yes. so yeah. and it's kind of looking back at the Facebook model of and you know the the first person to get the most users and to get sticky, and that beca- you become the network. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the network effect of any in any industry. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Silicon Valley. This is Silicon Valley. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm.
1: We are in Toronto. Gosh,
0: that was this so this good. Yeah, it was good. Did everyone learn exactly what a startup mm-hmm. is? That's so, so that's good. A startup. I'm so, super so then
2: you end up. So it's really important to pick investors and get terms that are favorable in to terms yourself. of to yourself. So mm-hmm. you're not locked in. And if it does go really well one day, and it's a big if. So that's the problem with technology and startups is it sounds sexy and everybody's an entrepreneur, but so few people have ever actually run a balance sheet or run, like run a P&L, a profit and loss statement that mm-hmm. shows profit that um, it's interesting when, yeah, it doesn't feel does real. This, does this company
1: just do tech that you love, that you work with? I missed the name of oh, the Oh, sorry, uh,
2: Global Life Technology. Yeah. So they do a lot of technology now, but they're actually predominantly telecom. So when, when Mobile was, I think, their 10th or 11th successful company, mm-hmm. they'd had a number, that was the largest and the one that's most recognizable to users, but they've done a lot of telecom in the back. Mm-hmm. And they're just a really great team of of people, um, all men, and they've been amazing. And so I was saying to Bryce on the drive home today, uh, I, I've i just been this hormonal up and down. You know, mm-hmm. I talked, And I, I do, I'll, I'll talk to him about being so down in the trenches and then, oh, like, how are you doing today? I'm like, "Ah, I'm up. You know, mm-hmm. talk to me in a couple hours. I'll be back down. But mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, I said to him today, like I've just been a hormonal mess, and I feel like I, you're never going to invest in a female again, mm-hmm. uh, or definitely not like a thirty year old fertile one that's planning to have some kids. Like this is, I've just done poorly for females going forward. He said, no. Like I met a I met a female today, and she was amazing, and like we just, I don't think about it. I don't think any of your issues have anything to do with that. So like, there are, there are amazing investors out there, um, and they really they look at the model and. Um, Yeah, if I'm if I'm not being hard on myself, I've given all that I can, and it's been at the expense probably of my mental health uh, and my husband. Mm -hmm. Um, Because my kids are totally fine; they get so much time, and they like the marriage suffers. I'm a good mom, like I know that. Yeah, the marriage suffers. I'm a total imposter, Mm. boss. And then my uh, my my husband deserves more love. Yeah, props. Yeah, Um, yeah. I think I think a lot of
1: us we. Feel, we, we feel that because there's so many, so many other things going on, our relationships, our kids, mm-hmm. breastfeeding, deliveries, pregnancies, all these things, we probably actually try harder than, than some other men because we feel already like we are lower down, like we have to work that much harder because we have so much other shit going on. So yeah. you probably actually outperform some of the men-run companies for Potentially. price because yeah. you are so aware and attuned to how much other things are going on in your life.
2: I'm definitely harder on myself. Yeah. So the one thing I would say in the tech world is this really misplaced ego.
0: The bro, the bro love and dudes who think they're fucking amazing with huge heads. No offense, you know who you're talking. You know,
2: you know who I'm talking
0: about. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> like terrible. You just,
2: yeah, you meet people, and in my industry, I mean, there's a competitor that starts in real estate lead gen. Every week, someone will forward me something, and I just say good luck. Like it's, it is so hard to get to the point of break even, and absolutely good luck. Um, and somebody's going to come in and crush us and do way better, but most of them won't. Like it's just, it's and hard. even if they do better, you could still Great. do well. I, yeah, mm-hmm. this is that's the piece that I I think uh, I'm the worst at is, and that's where I find a lot of my my difficulty is um, wanting to win. But I'm not like if I'm not willing to do the big raises, I'm not going to have the the big cross Canada huge name overnight. Right. It's like mm-hmm. it's gonna I, don't know, take I, can't,
1: I, can't, I can't play that game. I've got too many other things going on. Like you know other other businesses that do similar kind of things as us. I'm like, good for you, do it, and do I it. hope you're super successful. And you and me and many other people have tons of patience. Do it well. Be proud of what you're mm-hmm. building. Be we proud of your brand. Um, I have no issue. People are always like, well, when does other people open other Kid Crew type places? Do that. It's so a mm-hmm. shitload of work. Good luck. Good luck. luck. There's I know. so yeah. many Good patients. Luck. Like there's, you can find people <laughs> and I can find people and, and then come by I, me and um, I'll, I'll go hang out. Yeah. I garbage. mean, I'm, I'm very happy with my business and I don't need to <laughs> fight about, and I don't need to worry about other people's businesses. Um, mm-hmm. As long as I'm doing well and I'm killing it doing what I'm doing, do it. Go mm-hmm. for it. I yeah. think competition's very healthy. I just like, yeah. in the mommy
0: ecosystem, there's lots of competition. 100p. Oh, yeah. There's a yeah. lot of competition. But I don't know. it's a good market to be in. I do. And I I honestly think like people are, we're very unique in the mommy, mom's TO, our model is very Mm -hmm. unique in the mommy ecosystem. However, when people do rise to the ranks and they're sort of kind of look like, you know, looks like a duck and cracks like a duck, it might be a duck. I'm like, it still irks me a little bit.
2: I have to be honest,
0: right? Like, I'm like, okay, great. Healthy competition. Fuck you. I hope you die.
3: Like, (laughs) that's how I actually feel.
2: (laughs) And my problem with healthy competition right now is there's some really big billion dollar companies (laughs) coming up. From the states, which yeah. is just you, every time the announcement comes, you're just like, oh, fuck my life, right? Because <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's your better, baby, it'd be better right? To have less competition, Absolutely. guys. Can yeah, I see yeah.
0: this? Like you guys have babies. We all have babies. There's four, two, four, five, mm-hmm. six, seven, eight. I had too much wine. Four, five, six,
1: seven, eight kids between us. Mm-hmm. Like this so is our here's babies, the thing. Here's the thing. right? You do this every time. There are six children here. And then two. Just Just add add. the other person's children. (laughs) She always accounts like four plus
0: two. Well, you don't know if someone's going to start podcast number (laughs) seven as their first podcast. We have to start the counting from (laughs) the get-go. Dina has four. I have two. Lauren has two. Uh, But our businesses, is is that your baby? Is your business your baby? Do you feel that way?
2: I, I have at times. I think my babies definitely overtook my my business baby. And I think that's also adds into the imposter syndrome is it just like, it's a different level. Mm-hmm. And I think when I'm tired and hormonal and my, so my two year old has, hasn't been sick in two years and has been puking on me for the last four days. Um, you're just like, am I, am I a stay at home mom? Like, should I actually just be a stay at home mom? And like, there's days like this where you just, this is the only place you want to be. And then you're leaving her and you're like, what, why, why am I leaving her right now? This is not okay.
1: Mm-hmm. That's I, I, I feel that way sometimes. And then I also feel on a Sunday night, when can work start again?
0: Thank God it's you Monday. Got, the golden like, hour. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The golden hour. Like my kids go to bed on Sunday night, me and Andrew are just like, fuck yeah, it works, made it 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 works on Monday. Yeah. But then by Friday, I'm like, yes, I get the weekend with my kids. But I think that's normal. And I feel, I feel like everyone feels that way. Like it's yeah. amazing sometimes and yeah. it really sucks sometimes. And work yes. is harder
2: and easier. Than being a mom harder yeah. and easier is the best way to say it and yeah. and friends that do stay home like then you also be home full time with them for you know a couple of days in a row and you realize like, I'm not a stay-at-home mom. No, like, I, I can't do it for 45 minutes. I do not minutes. want to be. I try.
0: Elias was sick and I took both kids to go see Dina the yeah. same day. <laughs> yeah. From the time I picked them up to daycare, I regretted it immediately. Yeah. I literally went on Instagram, I'm like, I've had the kids for 45 minutes and I'm done. Yeah. So I don't know
2: how, to, I give so much props Props yeah. to stay-at-home moms because I don't know, I do not know my how job. they do it. Way harder. Way yeah. harder way job harder. than my job. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I just, I feel that way when I'm feeling low at work, like when I feel like an imposter. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because as much as being staying at home with them is is exhausting mentally mm-hmm. physically um and i think if you are doing it full time i don't like you know i don't think society gives them as much no, you know no one, no not. one's no one's here having a podcast and inviting a stay-at-home mom it's true right um and that's so that would probably be difficult there you go invite Julian just said <laughs> yeah, yeah. stay-at-home <laughs> yeah. mom yes um <laughs> season <so> 2 <laughs> that would be difficult yeah. um it also it's something where I feel like I can be good at it with no imposter syndrome. Mm. It's funny because I kind of feel like an imposter at home. Interesting. Yeah, me too. Like I kind
0: of feel like okay, I, I haven't really... ever
2: spent a string of days at home alone with my kids. Like when I'm home right. alone, like Anna, my amazing nanny who I could cry, we're so lucky to have her, is doing all of my laundry and co- like a stay at home mom. I believe involves household all work. Of the stuff. Yeah. I do not do any of that in my house. So yes. my idea of stay at home mom is also very romanticized because Plane the days <laughs> that I'm at home, yeah, I'm, yeah, and if I need to like pop out to make a call. Anna's still there, yeah. and right. I don't make I don't make our dinner, and I yeah. don't clean our house, and I don't like so I've got so much help and yeah. support um, that my stay at home. When I say oh, I want to be a stay at home mom, it's like no, I want to hang out with Maddie and Clara, um, <laughs> and somehow still be able to afford help. And I just I do not live that life. So
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I no, you know being at home is is way harder. I love my kids, I adore my kids. Obviously had a bunch of kids because I love kids, but kids are hard. Like it's it's exhausting. You know, at, we're, I'm, I'm home from work at like. Five thirty ish. They go yes. to bed at seven ish. By seven o'clock, I'm like really tired. I I don't know how people manage to be stay at home moms. Like total kudos. It's a harder job mm. that being at home with children all day, doing the cooking and the cleaning, the groceries, all that stuff. Because you're pretty is harder than my emergency job. Yeah, and I'm not exaggerating about that. Like Sunday night, I'm pooped. I'm like I'm totally oh. spent, yes. and I'm very happy to go back to work and very happy for them to go back to school. Totally. Guys,
0: if I could be honest, I only want to parent three hours a day. Like. The two hour the hour and a half in the morning before day. But care, wouldn't it be nice to the not hour and a half to at the be the at work end? all day? I know. Okay, well I am just <laughs> so, saying No, but I'd the, rather work. The truth is I don't actually want to be at work and I don't actually want to be at home. I want <laughs> 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 to be in the car. This is what I'm I mean, saying. Going to and from I want to work out my, with my, my kids not around. My, my long house. ass. I kinda just want to be twenty. again. I just want to go to I wanna go to a spot with yeah my best friend without my children. That's I need a wet nurse. Anyone? Take I to want it wet so so cool. This is why you pump. This is why you pump. Oh, I hate no, I can't. I hate
2: pumping too. Tina,
0: I use like one of the hand ones because I can't even hear the noise. Oh, but
2: that's why you hand You've got to get the bra me, and it goes on and then that's when you can do your emails. Yeah. Yeah. On, you do your emails yeah. Like I pump in the more so you know, you like feed and then oh, pump God. to get it out and then I've done it like, driving ready, many times. Totally insane. But I've
1: done I've pumped um It's like yeah, man. there's i driving, can you imagine a police but officer? I've, 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 I've actually a officer I have a bit of like I'm like always looking to see over. when I'm pumping the car. Like, but there's no ticket for yeah, that. If you, you no text ticket? or touch
0: your phone, oh, there's a ticket for so that. You're so distracted,
1: though. You're totally distracted, even if it's hands-free. I'm focused. I'm making sure they're not falling and I'm leaking milk <laughs>
2: over pumping, my. You need to bend your driving. Just,
1: no, I have to problems. No, but you're not thinking about it. Sort of, kinda. Like I do emails, and I bring myself breakfast pumping. Like I've oh, done yes, many yeah, many, yeah. many but things. But I mean, I mean driving. driving. You're kind of paying attention to the fact that you're driving. And sorry, I'm pumping. more paying attention. Yeah, if you're stopped,
2: you're like, yes. Oh, hello, Mister Trucker Man. Like, yeah, you don't talk don't, about that. Anyone can see my. Papers, I will I, I haven't tried to put it on while driving. Just more like put it on the parking lot. And yes. yeah, a maintenance man at the uh, one of the dealerships downtown <laughs> was fully like I was putting it on as I was leaving my dealership after I just dropped off the service car, and I was. Uh, yeah, fully caught red-handed.
1: I've breastfed in airports, like luggage claims. Here's um, my boobs. Everywhere. Everyone boobs has are seen no my boobs. longer sexual. But They're so, no. it's there's so. There's no not decency in for parenting. <laughs> no, I mean, I wouldn't breast- I, would, I don't all think I breastfeed place. like in the kid crew waiting room because that'd be a little bit awkward because there's like my patients. Mm-hmm. But I, I breastfed I breastfed everywhere, everywhere mm-hmm. every yeah. mall. Do you in cover? My car. Do, you know, do you cover? I haven't covered in my entire life. Dylan, my eldest mate, eight-year-old, hated being covered. He would like push the thing and he got so mad. Fuck it! I haven't used a cover in eight years. I, I literally will like take a, mm-hmm. I just, I,
3: feed right I don't here, cover like, either, and
1: I've
0: gigantic I tits. It's, imp- it's like embarrassing, me too, and intimidating.
1: Me too. No, I, I, you
0: have little tiny boobs. What are you talking
1: about? Um, you have big boobs. I'm a G me?
0: cup. Since what? when? And what body are you a G cup? I'm a 32G. Oh. oh, you look like a little tiny bee over oh, here. A, I don't. I have
1: big boobs, my friend.
0: Double. D. I'm like giant. I have no idea. Yeah. Somebody just measured me. They were like off the charts. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's custom. You're in custom. Here, I am right. in custom. Thanks, yeah. Nadine. Nadine measured me. Ugh. I digress, and I'm embarrassed. At with my oh, big you know. no, yeah, that's amazing. Um, what were we just talking about? Can we go back to condoms?
2: Are you Using <laughs> condoms? Yeah, I mean, very irregular. Like, oh my god, not, even not irregularly because, but like, not Ugh. really. This I haven't even had a period back. Ugh, I want to have. Sex. I haven't had a period in, in, in over two yes. years. Are you still breastfeeding? Yeah,
1: yeah. And my other kids, <laughs> I had my period back when I was going like when I was decreasing. I feed now three sometimes four times a day on the weekend sometimes more because he's like he's in that stage my other kids didn't do this but Austin, he's sixteen yeah. months. He's in the stage where he like pulls my shirt. My kids never ever did that, and I always said I would stop when my kids were starting to demand it. If they're standing up, but and he's pulling. still really cute. So and I'm because you feel done. you're done, like, Mommy, I, can so I like, have yeah. some more milk, please? I'm like quite in here. Quite, <laughs> this is the baby of the family syndrome. This is how it I, starts. Yeah, yeah. But I also really quite enjoy not having my period. Actually, <laughs> thank God. And I know that part of it's related. I tonight. got
0: pregnant with Essa when I was nursing. Yeah, I haven't yeah. historically yeah. ever.
1: Anyways, I haven't had my period back, so. I know I, I get mine in three months. Hint I'm like, the, getting I'm some the condoms. Sort of freak.
2: And I'll be, I was net, talking about pumping. I I fully feed her and then net 20, 30 ounces a day and Whoa. still got my period. Can you donate? Are you using them? Um, okay. Let's talk about this. I'll yes. talk about this. Go. Um, I, I wanna, want I wanna, to. And I will cry talking about this. Just, please do it. Please uh, yeah, do Let's um, talk about it. I want to. Um, I tried to with Maddie. Yeah. The process is so hard. I've done it. That I, I just back, donated twenty five liters. I can't talk. I can't even. You're okay, too I try. Person, Can no, I, so, I, was, I,
1: I was rejected with my second. I've, I've been. rejected. I was
2: rejected within. No, but one minute I couldn't even. Screening. I couldn't get through the process. So I was like, I was back to work full time. But this is like, I can't talk to you because you've done it. Being, <laughs> talk to me. I got rejected. Go. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't get rejected. I didn't even get to that point. I did the phone interview and I did, but then I had to go for a blood test. And I was like, I am. Already working basically full time. I do not have time to find half a day to take away from my daughter half or my struggling business.
1: Like 10 minutes at Labs. You but book you have an appointment. Get there. Yeah, you just book an appointment though. But I know,
2: but you have to get there. Yeah, like you fair. have to leave. Like it's by the time you leave the office and get there and do it and then come back and you have to like sterilize and not to have a glass of wine. But mostly it was just the process of like the multiple interviews and getting there. But I'm just being a huge whiner and you're now making me feel terrible. There's no, there's no way because to anymore. It's all written. <laughs> okay, because the first time, which was only two years ago. With maybe, maybe the first time you do an
1: interview, but my last a... one I didn't interview at all. Oh, okay. I did papers. My doctor signed papers. That was the process. annoying part. I took my doctor is a sign that like my kid was healthy. I was like, that's annoying. Yeah. And I went and got blood work, but I booked, I pre-booked at Life Labs. I know, yeah, it was a 20 minutes of my life, human. but it was annoying. No, it was annoying. It was really, really annoying. But yeah, but I, I, I pumped, I pumped oh and pumped and pumped and pumped. Okay, and I have pumped, to tell you my story. I, really I have to tell you my, my story. My
2: grandma's basement freezer is chock full of milk I want to make it. So, Please first of all, you can sell it, it on Please the black market. I, but you I, can do that. I, yeah, you <laughs> can also sell it. I, or can it. I don't think yeah. I, I can, could, can retroactively. You can?
1: Really? Yes, you yes. can. As can long as guarantee- you didn't... Take medicines and all these other rules that they have.
2: And then, can I guarantee I didn't have a glass of wine any of those days? There's no glass of wine rule.
3: Oh, but there is a weed rule. And
0: I'll tell you what happened because the weed rule killed me. Mm. Literally, okay, this is a story. So, Dina's like, oh, I pumped like a million liters of bags. I'm going to donate. I'm like, that's a good idea. So, I was at her office. I took a photo of the pumping in the pumping room. I'm like, I'm going to donate. I have so much giant boobs and so much milk. I'm going to give my milk away.
2: (laughs) So, I (laughs) don't they test every bag anyway?
0: Can't they tell there's a yes? They taste every
1: bag for bacteria. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, this is what happened. Happens. They're like, hey, I'm like, I call, i leave a voicemail. Hey, I want to donate breast milk. I have so much breast milk. Take yeah. my milk. Someone calls me. Up. They're like, thank you so much. I'm going to send someone for, have you ever smoked marijuana? I was like, actually, yesterday for the first time in 10 years. Why? Because I did it on Instagram because it became legal. So I decided to order on the cannabis store and yeah. then go home. I was like, oh, I'm going to be funny and smoke joints on Instagram live because that's funny for my audience. Yeah. And loved it. And loved it. It was hilarious. It's best content I've ever done. Yeah. Pat on my back. And then the next day, I'm like trying to donate milk to the breast bank. Like,
3: you can't because you, you smoked weed. For how long?
0: And then they're a like, day. okay, well, let me call you back. And I'm like, well, I went on Dr. Jack Newman's website, who's like the breastfeeding father. Weird that a guru. father, a man is a breastfeeding guru. Okay. Um, and it says it's okay. The nurse calls me back and then continues to send me email after email of, lines talking about how it's cannabis is, is basically harmful and you shouldn't be doing it to the point where she started sending me articles about like don't don't smoke marijuana if you're pregnant i'm like i'm not pregnant and don't I just, use crack and don't and use heroin so i it's look felt, at but it's probably three experience. months. right it's probably three months wait i don't remember what it was and they were saying to me with a preemie they're so sensitive they don't take anything that's, that's yeah, tainted that's even a little like, bit you can't, which i, I appreciate
2: some prenatals that you take while you're breastfeeding, right? And they're like, oh, you can't take those ones. It's like, okay, so I can't do anything from the past. Okay, so I need to do a new prenatal. I was just, I was overwhelmed. So I don't yeah, know Yeah, it turns you off of the experience mm-hmm. totally. It unfortunately did.
1: Yeah, I totally get that. Same so with, with my first, I didn't have enough milk. I had a terrible breastfeeding experience. Really? And I never had enough milk. And I was pumping and and um giving formula and tube feeding. I took domperidone I took mm. every herb. You can imagine it was a really a terrible experience, but I was obsessed with being good at it. And um being being a completionist, anyway, so I ended up breastfeeding and uh, had a tongue tie release, and I saw Jack, and that's how I know Jack now, Jack Newman. Anyway, it was a, it was a hard experience, the hardest thing I've ever done, actually. So it was harder than residency and parenting breastfeeding, children, breastfeeding. Yes, I would first. agree. It's the hardest it thing I've ever done too. Very very hard, and and I'd love to to discuss this further on the podcast at some yep. point because it, you know I think a lot of women think they're going to birth this baby. That's going to be easy Another and not so be painful. Psh. And mm-hmm. then, bah, you got milk springing under your boobs, and the baby latches and it's pain free, and the baby gets the milk, and the baby gains bullshit, weight, and all good. Bullshit. But
3: in bullshit. fact,
1: Dylan was like so skinny, and he looked like he was a starving kid. And we had a weight check every two days for two months. No exaggeration. Talking about like pulling yourself out of work, like that was terrible because he was so, so skinny, but I was like obsessed with being good at breastfeeding. And even though he got tons of formula. Anyway, um, so then uh, I started pumping with him to make sure my supply stayed up. And uh, then I had a lot of milk because he he decided to refuse to pump milk. Even though I had pumped milk for him, he wouldn't take the pumped milk. So he would breastfeed a little bit and take formula, but wouldn't take my breast milk. So I wanted to donate it because I was like, I pumped all these hours and it was excruciating. And And, yeah, uh, so then you couldn't. But also the biggest thing then is the bank had just opened around then, the Ontario Milk Bank. And so they tested all their samples of milk as they do, and they still do, but they weren't quite sure what the cutoff was for bacteria. And because most of the milk goes to really, really, really premature babies that are like 25 oh, weeks, 30 weeks, whatever, very, very premature babies, they didn't quite know yet what should be the cutoff for bacteria. Long story short, my milk all had too much bacteria in it. So all of it was rejected. Oh and God. at the end of the day, it was something Just like, like, no, I didn't throw it out. Oh my God. I didn't Wait, how does that was get, liquid how gold. How did
2: they
3: test it?
1: they tested every single bag and my, my counts of bacteria were too high. And they send it back to you? Uh, so it? I did samples. I would send them samples and they kept on coming out too much bacteria. And now that same bacteria load would be accepted because they lowered the threshold because they realized it wasn't actually dangerous. But to hear that all these hours of pumped milk, all this time yeah. and hours, whatever, wasn't usable. So I did actually donate it. So um, a couple, a private. um, I, I privately gave it to some uh, some moms, basically. So it wasn't mm-hmm. to waste, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of milk. It was a whole freezer full of milk. Mm-hmm. And then with Ryan, my second kid, he was humongous, breastfed immediately, didn't need to be supplemented. I have no idea why I buy it. I had much more milk and no issues at all. And I never pumped, really, except for when I went went back to work and he drank every ounce of that because he was crazy and humongous. And then with Jason, I went back to work at six weeks and I pumped, but I had a little bit of extra. And then I continued to pump after he was even sleep-trained because I really wanted to donate. donate. And they took it, and I donated 18 liters with him. And then with this one, I wanted to get to 18 liters, And then I still had more milk and I was okay with still pumping. And I got in my head to donate 25 liters because my favorite number is 25. I got to (laughs) 25 liters. And then I was like, I'm out. Not pumping again ever. And I still feel kind of bad because I have milk and I could pump more um, and I could donate to more babies. But like... I'm okay. I'm good. I did. I did my best. I need to
2: figure out how to retroactively donate because I have. But
1: there's also lots of women that will take it, and there's lots of hundreds of bags. Like for example, I have a bunch of parents in my practice that um, have babies that were born by surrogate, and they don't have milk, and they would love to have some breast milk. Or Mm, um, uh, parents uh, that like two men, like two men, for example, that don't have milk, but um, like two fathers. So there's lots and lots of people that would be very happy to take your milk as long as it's safe. So you don't have to give it to safe. the milk bank, but you could give it to I the milk I would bank.
2: love to give it to the milk bank. It just was too much of a process, which totally. sounds so terrible because I'm so lucky with the yeah. girls, but I was just, yeah. And then that's another thing just to feel guilty about. Like that actually has made me feel quite guilty, but it just seemed... I felt
0: bad for one hot second and got over it. I was like, hmm, that was terrible. Bye, and then I'm over it. I just was and like, "What are you going to do with your milk?" Or you know what's what interesting, milk? Gina? I was like so excited to like go onto Instagram and like tell our community, mm. like, do this, to like, like set an example, and be like, "That was hard God. to do." And then I just didn't talk about it at all. This is the first time I'm talking about it because yeah, it was, it, it was yeah. kind of traumatic to be honest. And now I feel your pain. I was like, "That was really you shitty." Can't to take this turned, pill
2: and you need to go turned off and turned, off and and turned, turned away from interview. trying to do something that like, was righteous. I know I'm trying to do this, but like yeah. the list of things that I had to do on top of grow this business, like where. Sometimes it feels a little bit like, okay, I'm employing all these people and like, it feels a little righteous in some ways. You're like, okay, like I'm doing my best here. And all my friends, all of my friends, I think 18 friends had babies in 20, like within eight months of this, like 2016, Hmm. 2017. They're all chilling on mat leave except for two doctor friends and then Alyssa, my partner. So like we're just it's a different experience it's a very different experience mm-hmm. um and i'm yeah i was just feeling really overwhelmed and for it to be and i'm the only one also considering donating like i was just like sometimes you just, have 18 friends just, let's go back to that so many, <laughs> so many friends <laughs> you don't but i'm not telling I them like you every must have inside of my life but okay. like you know two Girl, yeah. relatively big i'm like groups, kind of blowing smoke sense. up my own ass but people yeah. i like could call or would want to invite up or do yeah things i was my
1: mat believe was crazy
2: also i've like, not had
1: Matt leaves I've not real I, know, I don't know what My first was studying for my exams. I took six months with my first. Studied the whole time for my PEDS exam. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. Breastfeeding, terrible. It was terrible. Didn't enjoy it. Second one, I took three months because I needed to do my PEDS eMERGE exam. I did that when he was seven weeks old. Took him to the exam. Left three times to breastfeed him. Also not so fun. Then I went back to work. And then but I took passed six the exams, but I passed the exams. I didn't <laughs> have to do them again because they're only been once a year. So I would have to delay them an entire year. And then I was like, is it going to be easier with a one-year-old? No. harder. And then like a three-year-old you know. than a one-year-old. Yes. Mm-hmm. Harder. So I just did them and I'm glad I did them, but yeah, pain in the house. But Dean, doesn't then everyone has babies month- during money. residency? Isn't that the thing? Yeah. But most people take a year. It is very uncommon to do the yeah, exam the that's year that they're true. meant to be written. Yeah, um, most people take a year, and really? that's amazing. But to be honest, I didn't love my leaves. Like, I didn't love being home with them yeah. when they were like just needy and just like breastfeed sleep, just go the fuck to sleep. Like that yeah. stage, I don't love that stage. I love babies, and I loved my babies. But I also really, really didn't like the constantly Newborn. chasing sleep. It, it, they're awesome as they get older.
0: Like they get mm-hmm. better every day, right? Yeah. The toddlers keep. Right now is a great age for me. I'm loving this they're three so and fun. a half months. It's great. Mm-hmm. We're over that threshold. Yeah, kind of. That, yeah, the first three months are very hard. Really hard. Yeah, I
1: love You're newborns, dark. but but it's hard. Dark it's hard. and stormy. Dark and it's all, all stormy. the time.
2: Yeah, yes. And dark it's very and much stormy.
1: on us, right? Andrew is super helpful, but he can't breastfeed. Yeah, and he's lacking some key equipment. Yeah, yeah, totally. And even if I was it's like to not give not him a healing. bottle, it's still like they still settle better with me, and mm-hmm. I still feel like and I'm not even like a control freak person with babies. So like, you want to do take it, my kids? I'm very happy to walk away, and he's very used to taking care of the kids when I'm working overnight, for example. But it's still mostly on us, even if we have a ridiculously supportive partner.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Yeah, and I think setting like those expectations um, on him are really important, right? Yeah. So on like, just yeah, being able—I think what what's been better with the second is understanding what help I need and how to ask for it. Because yeah. with the first, you're you're healing and you're overwhelmed, but you don't you don't know what the baby wants yet, so you don't know how to ask for what you need and you don't like, it's just all a lot. But with the second, you know exactly what help you need and in what way and when. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes it a lot easier. I feel
0: like with having multiple children or having more than one child. I'm like, first of all, anyone who has one kid. I'm like, enjoy it. It's your, it's, <laughs> it's a joke. It's a, go- it's a joke. It's yeah. a golden era. And I know when I first had a golden, ch- like it was the game changer for me in my life, but getting parenting was the Mac truck that hit me. Like what the fuck was this shit? Breastfeeding was the other Mac truck. And then I was like, Okay, I got this. And having a second kid was the Mack truck of all Mack trucks only because, not because my toddler is so difficult. Not because the newborn so hard; it's just the family dynamic changes so dramatically. So much, and the newborn care, the infant care, is actually now the the walk in the park. Like if right? my Babies parents are take a joke,
2: they're yeah, so they're
0: easy. baby. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy how that's why. Like I'm like working eighty hours a week right now because I'm like I can.
2: Babies are easy,
0: right? Give me three months, I won't be able to be this successful. I have three. I like literally maybe a month and a half to like take my business well, to growth mode, especially with <laughs> that like the three yeah. naps
2: a day. They're barely awake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just amazing. the sleepless nights, though, that sucks, though. It can. Yeah. We, I've been lucky with girls both times. But that being said, like, yeah, I don't, I can't remember the last time I had eight hours, but that's more because we've been stupid. So I like just stay up too late and then one of them will call out. So even if they self soothe and they go mm. back down, they call out and then you wake up and my, Unfortunately, it's two or three AM yeah. when you start processing all your work problems and you're thinking through yeah. stuff, and you're just thinking through stuff, and it's not productive. No, it's not like you're not solving anything in that moment. And you, you know, you wake up a couple hours later for real and realize that problem that you were stressed about is so easy. Mm-hmm. But at three AM, it's all the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. know, I had I had an idea
0: for you in the two thirty, two twenty, two last time. Like, I got to tell Dina this idea. And I stayed up, it I like nursed at for two seconds. No, I still have to tell you the oh, idea. Okay. It's a really good idea.
3: Okay. <laughs> <It's> like, <Stop laughs> ready <laughs> I'm so a state of up. Breath.
0: it was two twenty two when i woke up with set a nurse her like she was doing a good stretch and then she was like done by 2 30 like it was eight minute nursing that's it no yeah. waking up nothing back to sleep she's a rock star and i'm, like, I'm still wake at 3 30 I'm like, I gotta you this idea. <laughs> and i just remembered i didn't tell
3: you right. so i'll Fair tell enough. you
0: afterwards but it's a really good idea so i totally hear you it's it's us i wonder if there's mm. a strategy in place for moms that do wake up and have that sort of like you're awake it was been five hour stretch a little bit insomnia I know it's like a putting the, the phone away, clean. but like then when do you? How can you like get yourself? I wish you know what we should do. Every mom should have a little tiny like CBD bottle. I knew C- you were going to say that. I was like, waiting a for a you to say CBD. Of,
2: what is it called? The new but weed where you Isn't Take a weed it shot. Like it does. I, I no think you it's can bad do it.
0: No,
1: Dina. I, I've never smoked the middle of the night. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> no,
0: no, she's asking you if breast milk is getting
2: high. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to come back Please. to this now? Yeah, uh, we come yeah back it's to- fine. It's fine, basically. <sighs> yeah. Okay, I was stressed <laughs> in September. I'm and maybe, I'll, maybe, I'll,
1: maybe I'll go through it for 10 seconds. Uh, Jack's much, much better at this than me. Um, marijuana is very big. It's a big molecule. So very little bit gets through your breast milk. And even what does get through your breast milk can't make your baby high. So, I wouldn't like smoke around a baby because that's just what's like, Don't get them hit. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. Don't hot box sense. your children. Yeah. yeah. This is, um, but relief. it's not actually dangerous. I don't, dangerous. Okay, that sounds like I'm yeah. smoking all the time.
2: I'm not. But in September, I was feeling low and very stressed, hit that three month mark, and it was dark. I uh, smoked a few times within yeah. like a week for like probably two, three weeks in a row. And then I was up at a cottage and a friend was like, We had babies within days of each other. And she's like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. And I start Googling. And of course, Dr. Google tells me I'm a terrible mother and I've just basically... Really? No, the evidence says it's fine. Okay, yeah. amazing. The, the I'm banging really this drum right now, even though like this is not my fight
0: song. Weed is not my fight song. It's not. Yeah. But the more I'm Atlanta learning, likes alcohol. I like I like booze. I just like women make choices that make sense for them. Yeah, yeah, And I think what I'm learning is as marijuana and cannabis becomes legal in Canada, people have a lot of questions yes. and a lot of moms are super curious. So I've become sort of an advocate of people asking questions and ask giving honest answers. That's my it. fight song. Yeah. Okay. Is like so when Kulik and when Newman say like it's okay. Don't hot box your kid, and don't get too high to function. Yeah. Or if or you're going to gonna get care of them, or if you're yeah, going go. to get too high to take care of them, make sure someone else is able to take care of them. Then that's fine.
1: And that's keep that's it and keep away from hitter. your children because I'm the worried about hitter. kids <laughs> eating it and drinking it. Yeah, um But yeah, no, yeah. If you're going to do the one hitter thing at nighttime, try it first. Make sure it actually makes you sleepy because some people get like. It depends how much sleepy yeah. well, versus THC. Kinds. Of yeah. course, there's different kinds. A vape fan will make
2: you sleepy, but you don't have a good sleep. Yeah. I don't right. know. I just, in those moments, I needed it to stop my brain. Like right. I needed to. Lauren, honestly, stop.
0: then do it. I'm telling you right now. You have to yeah, do whatever hey. you need to do to make your sleep is the,
1: the goal. I, Though I'm I do exhausted. also feel like people shouldn't get, I wouldn't say addicted. You don't get addicted to pot, but if it becomes part of your routine every single night, right. if it's like, I'm not so sure that's so healthy either. Yeah. Anyway. I'm into like recreational using. Yes, I, yeah. I, like that. Hey. I bought the don't five de- on the website. Don't be, on on it. Using, yeah. 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 don't be dependent on using you go alcohol, or, a store. or yeah. ambient, or Everything whatever. Everything in med- moderation, Every night, right? You you know? Moderation. Totally. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Including moderation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into this. I'm excited. <laughs> anyway, it's
1: safe. It's
2: fine. I'm going to go get high.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Moms I like, get high.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming. I, yes, do you have any wisdom? wisdom? I want to come back next
1: Tuesday.
2: Come you did this week.
1: And you didn't put your head in the sand
0: and I, you were the ostrich A great. little bit,
2: but I I don't know. This is fun. You guys are awesome. You're. Awesome. You said, I have you a list like, of people for you.
1: Sweet. Oh, you said like 10 minutes ago, like, let's talk about condoms. Where do we go oh, with shit. that? Oh, shit. Okay, oh, let's yeah. finish condoms. What was the condom so, story?
2: I mean, we bought some. Uh-huh. He bought some. No, I bought them, but he's been bringing them everywhere. Hopeful
1: were they Amazon and? But did for they? Your no,
2: these no. were these did he were at the store, which is shocking because I never go to stores and I Amazon don't, don't comes go to, to my stores. house every day. Every day, every
1: day. I'll every, show you the boxes upstairs. I know my office it, my or here terrible. every day. Both.
2: Also, can we go back in time and just start cardboard companies because that. Cardboard companies. Yeah, right. That's actually
1: my biggest sadness around um, Amazon. Know. It's a huge waste. It's a
2: huge waste, especially when you order. Like I'll make one order of multiple things, and they'll come in different boxes. I'm like, no, I ordered at the and same time. A I box this big with cart. this much
1: stuff in it, yeah. what is like ninety percent empty with paper, with more paper. Know, that's one reason why I feel bad about Amazon. But I'm not driving at all,
0: but I'm not driving. But the, the store? fact that they are yeah, slave true. drivers or their employees. Yeah, that too. Like it's a really bad place to work. They're slave drivers. Yeah.
1: How do you think you're
0: getting shit? No, I, don't, I don't
1: think in it Canada so bad. I think in the States it's bad. Oh, but I understand it, the
2: fact that they don't give like, like healthcare healthcare and stuff. But mm. is it, but they don't have the, they don't have the, uh, kind of prime. I mean, wrong word but they don't have really high, you high quality real estate right and they, they don't oh, have the, okay. the retail location so they're saving money there that's how they can afford these things mm-hmm. I have everything delivered mama earth organics there's this really cool f- meat delivery now called Niku, and I uh, Niku. I don't know how to pronounce it NICU? but like we get our NICU? meat delivered it's all local farmers it's um, amazing
1: ooh, tell me about that later mm-hmm. yeah yeah we go to healthy butcher but I like to not go no. anywhere ever I don't I, <laughs> I actually
2: don't <laughs> shop for anything in any store ever my only no thing joke, right now is everything online I don't know nobody will deliver fish right now. This is mm. so if you're listening and you want to do a side hustle, get some, start delivering fish. because mm, that's thing. the only like, flash thing frozen yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Between Mama Earth mm. and this meat delivery company, like we don't okay. go anywhere. We'll put mm. all the
0: Coles notes in the comments. I'm pointing below, mm. below in the comments. There's no comments. <laughs> yes. We will give in the description a few of these. And I have a list of people for your upcoming podcast. Awesome. That you Sweet.
2: To. Cool. Condoms. Oh, condoms. <laughs> Bought some, used them. They haven't been as bad as I thought. Uh-huh. My husband won't pull it oh, on, I don't think. Yeah, would your husband I can't say that it's not so bad? <laughs> I can't bad. be pregnant.
1: Because Andrew's really not excited about it.
2: Oh, uh, Mike wants to have sex. So pure. Oh, okay. So, do if so if it's like sex
1: or no sex. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> Pick sex. Yes. Yes. And I, yes. And
2: and we have this scare because, like, uh, you know, we've been pulled I also haven't been on the pill since forever. Yeah. And somehow, like, didn't get pregnant. Like, we just pulled out for years and years and then mm-hmm. thought about getting pregnant and did really luckily both times, like, mm-hmm. just very fast. But, now it's horrifying. Like that track record is scary. Mm-hmm. Um so now it's yeah don't come anywhere near me. Um I did a pregnancy test this morning. I've done like
1: three this <laughs> month. I'm even really exaggerating. And then I and then it was negative. And I and I like mixed it with some toilet paper. Did you buy or, on Amazon a yeah. pack of forty? I know did. Find buy on Amazon a pack of twenty, I think. And but I'm all, I always think I'm pregnant because I've not got my period back, and, and whenever I right, feel like so a bit headachey, no, a bit right, like crampy, I'm so. like I'm totally pregnant. I thought Fuck, I had. The my pregnancy I Maybe I'm pregnant
0: because yeah. I puked yesterday.
1: Um, there you go. I, you are. I feel yucky. Like I think it, I think I'm all messed up hormonally. Like I think my body's like almost perioding or something and anyway so I've been like kind of uh, for a couple of days so and funny anyway I'm not pregnant but then I'm like my, grand, know, my nanny's gonna find that I did this pregnancy test yes. I want her to think I'm trying because I, I want to stress her out she's I no, yeah. another one yeah, <laughs> yeah. so hopefully she can find them they're negative that's but so like she's not cool. gonna pull it out of the package and be like is it positive or negative like that's gross I just want her to think that I'm trying because I'm not trying anyway we need to start using condoms maybe take up the garbage tonight Dina
2: yes also, yeah. <laughs> this might sound terrible, but is four to five, like, is there a difference?
1: Four to five children? Yeah. Like, the- Well, it's a new car. It's a new house or right. putting kids together. It, it would change our lives a lot. And like, I want to like travel again and not sleep. I don't want to have two naps again in my life. Like I don't want to be like, you know, we, we traveled, we went, we went away, um, uh, a couple weeks ago and, uh, you have to stay in the room twice a day. My other kids are like playing on the beach and like one of us is like in the room while the, the kid room. naps twice yeah. a day. I'm like, this isn't fucking vacation. So yeah. I'm over that. A but, new car. But I do worry that in like two years <laughs> I'm gonna be like, well, I'm not yet forty and maybe I could have another I'm not there yet. Might come. I don't know. That's why I can't close the door. And there's I- like very good at have a damn vasectomy. But as
0: I tell you, yeah. I've had like essa for thirteen weeks. I've already had people ask me more in the last thirteen weeks when I'm having my third than I ever had anyone asking me about my second for my first.
1: But you're feeling done, aren't you?
0: I'm feeling done. I kind of feel like I'm done because I just don't I hate being pregnant, and yes. I hate me too. I, that makes I hate goodness, all yeah. the things that I associate with everything. but I'm not sure if my family's complete 100p. We'll see. Yeah, Plus, I don't even know. Really, it's also tough for the babies that young, see. right? So yeah. when they he start, she, she starts to become. And He's not 80. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He's pretty. <laughs> he still has a functioning penis and sperm. Probably <laughs> he's so cute, and I'm so he's tired of him. Yeah. Really, yeah. but he's not 80. He's 14 years older than me. Wow. I know. Basically, if we keep going this way, Elias's wife will be born on his bar mitzvah. That's what I figure. Just keep the 13, 14-year-old age okay. gap going. Elias' wife will be born on his
1: bar mitzvah? Born on his, born his bar, his
0: bar mitzvah year. If we keep our trajectory going of like 12, oh, 13, 14-year age got it. difference. Yes. Matt's parents were 12 years apart too. Oh, okay.
2: Interesting. So yeah. I was wondering, what, so the trend line yeah. would stay yeah. there. Yeah. Sorry. I'm
0: getting tired. Yeah. I'm Brain's like, what? I don't understand off. that math at all yeah um wow. so you're not having sex yet still no we had sex it hurt it hurt mm-hmm. so i went to go see the pink finger banger the what finger banger
1: <laughs> we've released that episode yet okay I'm finger banger this. andrew uh, called my pelvic floor physio who we happen okay. to have a chat with here yes the girl that that finger, finger banged banger. dina in okay. her family right run. yeah
3: so
0: the finger banger <laughs> it's true is, that is what what happened happened to my yeah. sex uh mm-hmm.
1: sex stuff did
0: i did love it, sex it just like actually hurt that hurt after Was. I don't remember. I
2: just remember having more sex after Elias. I'm the reverse. Yeah. I had more sex after my first. Way more with Maddie. Yeah. It took like six, seven, eight months basically like for it to actually, I want to do it again for it to be enjoyable. No, I want to do it. I, I just, just pregnant instantly. Yeah, And then, which, but with Clara, there was no pain.
0: I think I was drinking more after my first, or maybe I just felt so less. So just masked and numbed it. Maybe. I don't know what it was. Were you I trying mean, to get pregnant maybe? No.
3: Hmm.
0: was not trying to get pregnant. I don't know what it was, but I'm going to damn well try, try, try again. I love sex, man. And I love my husband. And my husband needs sex and we need it for our marriage. So it's oh, definitely something we need of to.
2: more that attitude in my life. That you need it for your husband? No, uh, I, I, need no I feel like he needs like it. it yeah, but yeah. I need to feel like I need it. I'm I'm yeah, I feel so like I tired and numb and broken that I just yeah. like,
1: mm,
2: maybe need a break. I th- oh yes. Yeah. Vacation, Lauren. Absolutely. By yourself. <laughs> By myself. <laughs> Go to St. spa. And no, with an hour away. Uh, I know. No, with, with everyone. We need vaca- We need a family vacation. You do? We do? Cra- we went crazy over the holidays. We hosted Christmas Eve with a bunch of friends. We my family came up to our cottage. And then we had uh we just bought a cottage in October. And then so where? over the holidays where, where, where? um on Muskoka and so far. But um yeah, it's uh so anyways, we invited friends up for um New Year's like I just ended up host. We had two weeks of just craziness. Mm. I'm never doing that again. Next year we're putting our heads in the sand Mm -hmm. uh, and just saying no to everything. And I don't know why I thought hosting would be a good idea. Like I have no downtime in my life, so it's a lot of work. It was dumb.
1: I tend to fill my time too. I'm not good about downtime at all. Like Like I'm really, really not. Shocking, the three of us. Yeah. (laughs) Sexy. I don't enjoy it. I don't. I don't need to be on a beach just sitting there. Like it doesn't do that. That doesn't do it for me. But But if um, I can be in Jasper.
2: Have you guys been to Jasper, Alberta? That's where yes. I. I want to be in Jasper. Is that your nothing. place? That's my place. Because
1: mm. you like yeah. like mountains.
2: It was amazing. Yeah, we just hiked. Like yeah. we took Maddie. We like. I think I went four times in an eighteen month span. We just, I've Been every season. Maybe you should be living there. We there's only you in order to like own property or mm-hmm. to even rent property there. You have to be working there. You can't even mm. like buy a business and oh. use that as you're in. You need to be at work every there. day there. There's one. Um, there's one lake where you're allowed to own a recreation property. Um, but I mean, it's a four-hour drive from Edmonton, and it's, a, it's only a summer access road, so it's really impractical. And it's really expensive to fly out west, I find, too. Like, you can find, like, Mexico
1: for the same as you could fly to Alberta.
2: I know, but Mexico's not Alberta. Fair. I'm yeah. in love with Alberta. Wow. wow. Interesting. That's an endorsement. I, maybe yeah, i go in Alberta. Have you? you, you just mm-hmm. See, the problem is you'll be like, oh, Banff, I'll just go to Banff. But then it's like the Disney World of the Rockies. you got to go further north. She's passionate mm. about the Rockies. I'm obsessed. <laughs> <So> you're that. <laughs> yes. I think
0: I'm good. You sold me, Lauren. There you go. I'm going to go. I I'll feel like milk. you need like five days off with just I your husband. do.
2: With just your husband. I do. My husband needs that too. In Jasper. Yeah. In Jasper. Yeah. I feel yes. like we have a plan I, for you. I know. This yes. is what I need. Yeah. And no hosting. Yes. No, no, no. just the two of you. Yes. yes.
1: Do you have someone to watch the baby?
2: Oh, my parents, uh, like I grew up in Scarborough and my parents are still there and we're in Riverdale, so it's, yes. Do
1: it My parents are amazing. Plan. If your husband is listening, mm-hmm. book Jasper, mm-hmm. and you will get laid again. Yes, and
0: yes, <laughs> vacations make sex. By the way, totally. Sexy time during, vacations. but use the condoms
1: because <laughs> otherwise you make the baby, <laughs> and we don't. Eat and you baby. don't want the baby at the moment yet. Yes, you can yes. ship to Jasper.
3: Yeah, you the Amazon condoms.
1: That's what I meant. <laughs> no, we're, we're all about like we we we're actually both very passionate about like having a good relationship with your partner because I, I I need Andrew. Like I need him to be a good dad. I need him to be a good husband. I I need him like to help with my business. Like I need him in my life and, uh, yeah. And I want him in my life. And so we were all about like dates and me and Andrew had three dates over four days. We went went to a comedy show on Thursday, went for dinner on Saturday, went for dinner last night. And then we were like, my parents are coming into town. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday, um, should they're we go for another here? date? Um, well, they Ottawa. now live Toronto, but they lived in Ottawa. A group in Ottawa, and but they're in Florida for like five months. They're doing those like snowbird thing. They're here on Saturday. I'm like, should we go out again? And we're like, it's a bit excessive <laughs> from a financial perspective. Go for like four meals, you know. But anyway, I'm all about reconnecting as much as you can.
2: Totally. We went to Quebec so over the holidays we were crazy for a week and a half. But then we went to uh, Mont Saint Anne and Massey for a couple of days. My parents came in. We we're just we're, we need to be careful not to use and abuse. Yes, yeah. no, I hear that too. <laughs> like, yes. I use do. my
1: nanny sometimes, use his mom sometimes, our yes. parents sometimes, but they all want us to have a good relationship too. So it's they, and the they are need happy it. when we're happy.
0: I can't wait for my parents to come home from Florida because then I just draw myself off for the yes, weekend. Yes, well, places in Florida though, that's amazing. My parents bought 35 years ago. That's how long ago they've had a place in Florida. Like two recessions they so have been there already. Yeah. Through up Florida. Down, yeah, it's crazy.
1: I don't, I don't like going to Florida and doing the Florida thing. That's mm-hmm, not my kind no. of vacation. Like going to Costco and like going for meals yes, with my family. Yeah. Like it's not vacation to me. <laughs> it's a bit of a schlep. I hate
0: it too, but I just like being with my, I actually like being around my parents. Like yeah. I, I'm well, happy I love my to like parents, be blended with that. But not for a week. I, I went for 12 days. It was too long, to be honest, by myself without my husband.
3: But what I do miss, too, right? What with I liked parents. is like for the
0: first few weeks of S's life, I would drop a lot of stuff at my parents' house for the weekend, and mm-hmm. just like being home on the weekend with no toddler is like
1: life changing. It's life changing. It's like doing anything uh-huh. now with just one kid, yeah. you'll feel like it's the easiest a thing vacation, ever. I bet. Yeah. It's so easy. Like when parents have like two, three, four kids come in with one child, two parents, one child, you can see they're so much more relaxed. It's yeah. just like it's easy, even though it was hard a year ago when you had the
2: one. Right. Yes, that's yeah. just it. But I think the learning curve with your first is so overwhelming. Yeah. Right? So that's why you think a baby's hard. And then the second baby, you're like, you're the... What? How did yeah. I think Maddie was ever? I call hard? it the
1: light at the end of the tunnel effect. You know that right. poor sleeping, hard time breastfeeding, it does colic, have all that end. shit is gonna yeah. end. So it's easier to get through the second time around. And yeah. second kids tend to be easier, probably because we're more chill during pregnancy and right. again, light at the end of the tunnel effect, you're less stressed about things.
0: More right. willing to smoke weed and get drunk. Maybe that's that's I that's think it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. Thank Thanks you. Thank you, Mamas and daddies, thanks for listening. This is Lauren Ha of Zucasa, Dr. Dina Kulik, thank you. Thank Julian you, Black, Anna. you're the man. I'm Alana K. and thanks for listening to Moms That Say Condoms. Yeah, Moms That Say Condoms. Moms That Say Condoms. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We hope you really enjoy the content. We are eager to chat with the most interesting people about topics you care about.
1: Please connect with us on social media at Moms That Say, at MomsTO, and at Dr. Dina Kulik, and share your comments, requests, and to continue the conversation. If you want to hear more, click subscribe and rate us too. We're all about the
0: feedback because this podcast is for you. Have a great rest of week. Until next
3: time.